Hello and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. I'm Fufu Cuddly Poof and thank you for joining. This is level 165. Been doing a lot of these shows. Joining nice. me tonight is Big L. Why, hello, Kenneth. Koosh Moose. Hello. And not Rocker Dude 5012. We got rid of that stupid Southerner. We don't need him. Whoa. And instead, we have a wonderful patron. Our lucky guest for tonight is Ahizo. How's it going? Oh, what? Did we lose a bet? Fancy good. enough for you, L? Did we lose a bet? This is ridiculous. <laughs> All right, so L's I mean, I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know him as Andy Pants because. He does not like to be called Andy. He likes to be called Andrew. So I'm the only one that can call him Andy because I was grandfathered in, which has nothing to do this with is me true. looking like a grandfather. But um, <laughs> I'm just going to be calling him random names throughout the episode. He'll figure it out. I, I look we forward to hearing this. expect anything less. Hey, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a random name. A little bit. So we've had Naf on a few weeks ago. Now we have you on. So sometime in the future, we're going to have to have both you guys on. Uh, yeah, I think I think we talked about that on the Discord, and uh, that 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 was not going to end well. That was going to be a hell of an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Patron special. Hell yeah! Oh, that's no, actually a no. really good idea. <laughs> no, we want we want Look to what keep you've our done, patrons. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, man. We might have to work something out. All right, let's table that for afterwards, because that might be fun. We'll do a 20 right. questions. With oh, Eliza. my God. Oh, my God. Versus oh, man, me and Kush. Oh, my God. It just writes itself. God. Oh, man, it's going to be awesome. Oh, that's patron content right there. Yeah. All right, you heard, you heard it here, Noth. We're going to do this. <laughs> Yeah, that will also have to be Patreon content, so because I'm sure there will be lots of uh, dirty four-letter words being thrown around that will not make it into this show. I don't know what would you don't want to add that many bleep bloops in. <laughs> you know what? The, right. You know what the dirtiest four-letter word is? Noth. Dirt. Dirt. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. You got it. <laughs> Muds. Yeah. Muds. Muds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the show. Um, Here we go. Before we get into our actual topic of discussion, I want to talk about you, Ahizo. Uh, what kind of gamer you are? You know, what what do you like to play and whatnot? Let's do a little interview, deep dive onto you, and to set that up, you know, I want to ask you about your gaming, your gaming habits and stuff like that. And I'm on your TA page, looking at your game collection. Uh oh. And I, I just sort of buy games with highest gamer score because I knew you completed Halo Master Chief Collection a few weeks ago, which is an incredible feat in of itself. And I'm going through and looking at all the different completions you have. Holy crap. You have some mammoth completions. Not only do you got Master Chief Collection complete, you got Gems of War, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, a bunch of different Minecrafts. Uh, what was the other one? Lies of Astaroth, like a lot of big name or just difficult completions or long grindy completions. So, yeah, the floor is yours. I'm impressed with your gaming collection on what you got complete right now. Oh, I'm glad somebody is. Uh, no, really, for the most part, I mean, 
I've got I'll play just about anything. Uh, how whether I'm willing to play it through to completion is usually going to be limited to shooters, RPGs, maybe some platformers here and there. But uh, yeah, there, there's there's a reason that I don't have a huge amount of completions compared to how many games I've played, and that's because I do generally when I go to complete games, I focus on one or two at a time, and I try to knock out those bigger ones, like you mentioned, Master Chief Collection, Lies of Astaroth, that sort of thing. But there's I could there, there's also a reason that I have a forty percent completion percentage, and that's because I don't actually go and do that very often. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got that. You got a couple of the um, uh, Dragon Age games complete. Uh, uh, looks like all of the Mass Effects actually. So yep, wow. Definitely, pro- possibly my favorite series on Xbox. I had no issues just playing nothing but the Legendary Edition for a month when that came out. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about gaming time <laughs> later on, but that's one game I really wish I had the time to be able to play. Yeah. I love Mass Effect so much. That game is so freaking good. It's so good. Not the ending of the third one, <laughs> but everything else is fantastic. Uh, I got I got things to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, your ga- game is impressive, and, and also, you know, I see you've worked as a volunteer on TA. So what exactly is it that you do over there? What kind of a uh, slave is rich have you been? Um, mostly just, uh, for a while now, just been doing the moderator role. Um, mostly, you know, we handle any generic messages that people send in asking for help on how to do something, or if you want your account removed, that kind of thing. And then we also are responsible for trying to keep the forums clear of, getting a little too Noth. ridiculous, inappropriate, <laughs> too nothy. <laughs> too nothy. Yes. Yeah. The, the important things. Uh, yeah, that, that that's our primary role is mostly trying to keep the forums and blogs and stuff kind of clear. Um, then once a week we go through and just draw five names from a hat and ban them all. <laughs> so, it's always a good start to the weekend. A lot. It does. I think L's name got drawn this past weekend. Looking forward to that. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, but I don't really use the forums on TA, but just trying to but trying to keep them clean, that sounds like it's one hell of a job. Yeah. It there there's days where we won't have anything to delete, and then there will be days where you know, we've got multiple of us all trying to keep clear one single thread. So it it's always interesting. Sounds like it. So, if you have some special powers over at TA, if for some reason, hypothetically, of course, if I were <laughs> to, like, you know, cheat some achievements or something like that, you could, like, get it. Uh, you could get me under the radar. Nothing would happen. Unfortunately for you, that is actually completely outside of my scope. Moderators do not take any action on cheating, scanning privileges, that sort of thing. I, I, for me, I got, I got what, nothing. What I'm, I'm not. Mean, I'm just speaking hypothetically. I'm you not have a guy. I'm not high enough up for that yet. I mean, I hypothetically, even... if we see Kenny scoring any gamer score, we get suspicious. So, <laughs> so that's that's kind of a fair point. It's just too big a task to keep an eye <laughs> yeah, on. Kenny, is your account been hacked? I see you've been playing games. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I play games. I just play like three of them. <laughs> he play. He plays more than Tara. Oh, oh, that's a, that's a good segue. That's a good segue. Oh boy. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. We have a question. That's a good segue. We do have a question, and it's all about that. Um, our topic of the discussion, or the question for the week is, would you rather have lots of free time to play games, but can only buy one or two games a year, or the ability to buy loads of games, but never have much time to devote to them? And this is from Retro Chief. Now, right off the bat, if you have been listening to this show for any length of time, you know that I don't have a lot of time. I have too many freaking responsibilities outside of this podcast, so I don't have a whole lot of time getting to play games, so I tend to only play two or three games and just invest a lot of time into them. So I've, I'm already in one of these sections, and quite honestly, I would rather have a ton of free time and only be able to devote or and to be able to devote all my time to one or two games, I would love for nothing more than to just be able to play like another version of Skyrim or Ma- or complete the Mass Effect Legendary Edition or just be able to dive into all these uh, big time RPGs that I just I just can't feasibly put time into because it takes eighty plus hours. Like that's so that's a couple months of my time, my gaming time right now. I'm trying to devote a couple months to one game is just silly for me. So automatically I would love that more free time. That's like not even a question in my mind. How about you L? Well, first I'm going to go read some patron responses. Uh, okay. Jables says, Oh, sorry. Jables. I have the best and worst of both worlds. I have lots of free time to play games. I buy loads of games, but never have much time to devote to the longer games because I'm always playing the shorter ones for contests. And uh, Ruatek echoes that sentiment. It says, like Senor Jables. I guess he's Spanish all of a sudden. I have the best of both worlds in that I have a lot of free time as well as being able to purchase a decent amount of games. I'd go for the lack of free time option as that would also imply that I've also developed some semblance of a social life. All right. That's very interesting. A social life is overrated, let me tell you. (laughs) Um, I tend to, I guess, be somewhere in the middle where I'd like to be able to play one or two games at a time, not necessarily one or two for the whole year, um, but maybe something like Mass Effect where you said you played it for a month. Um, that seems cool, but, um, back, you know, back in the day when we had our parents buy games for us, we would get one or two games a year. So back in the day on those Super Nintendo, I definitely, I definitely would beat Zelda Link to the Past. And when it was over, I would start it over again. And that's not uncommon. So now we have all these games, no time to play them. So what winds up happening is you start playing these little games, say, all right, this one's only an hour. I'm going to get a different experience playing this game. So I'd love to say that I'd love to play some of these longer games, but I never wind up playing them. I wind up sticking with these smaller experiences. And sometimes they're good and sometimes they're not good, but um, they're definitely definitely different. But yes, I would love to play more longer AAA games in general. But yes, not only does it involve time, it involves uh, willpower and patience to to finish them. Because I've dropped games not because I was bored of them, just 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 because it happens. I just want to play something else, not because I it sucked or anything. Just all right, 
I'm in the middle of so many campaigns. I think I'm in the middle of yeah. every single Rockstar campaign there is. I never finished any of them. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that was me with um, Dishonored. I actually just picked it up, picked it back up the other day. Actually, I think it was Friday night. I picked it back up. It's like I just, uh, like I said, a couple weeks ago or whenever it was, I was talking about when I first started playing it. It just doesn't grab me. So it's like I just kind of put it down. I went on to something else because I don't have the time to be able to sit here and play games that I don't like or that I'm not enjoying. So I'd rather just devote the time that I have to be able to play something that I know I'm going to have fun at, something I know I'm going to be able to relax and enjoy my time. But I'm like, but at the same time, I want to be able to finish these AAA games that everybody says that they like and it's really good because I want to have those experiences and be able to join in the conversation and whatnot for whenever for, or for whatever the game is. But I don't know. I just I, like I said, I wish I had more time. What about you, Heiser? I, I think if I had to pick between the two, I'd probably go for the one to two games a year. I'm probably closer to L in that I'd like to focus on one or two at a time, uh, but putting it within a window is probably a bit much for me. But like you mentioned earlier, you know, a lot of the stuff that I try to complete is the longer, you know, the longer, the more intricate games. And I think that just having more free time for that would be a lot better for me in general, but also match up with my play style a lot more than just having a bunch of those smaller experiences. I like them from time to time, but I tend to dive in deep to whatever game I'm focusing on at the time and try and knock it out. So I'd, I'd, pro- I'd probably have to go with the one to two a year on that one. All right. Would you like to and read some? Oh, nope. Edit out. No. Would you like to read some patron responses to Heizo? Sure. And then we'll go on to Nate. We got uh, Northern Last says, to me, it's all about having a variety of games to play, even if I'll never finish them all. I prefer games I can pick up and play in short doses to the really long involved games. So it sounds sounds kind of the com- the complete opposite of mine, you know, more games over diving into a single one and focusing on it all the time. And then uh, Skeptical Mario says, who needs to buy games when you have Game Pass? I'd much rather have the time to complete the games I do play. Yeah, Even if I, I could only play a couple of games a year, I'd happily put in the time for Elite Dangerous and The Binding of Isaac rather than buy lots of games play. I can't imagine people buying games they would never play. That sounds ridiculous. Who would do such a thing? That, that, that just sounds awful. <laughs> I have no idea. Unbelievable. <laughs> Definitely not. Oh, thanks for that introduction. <laughs> Definitely not, Nate. <laughs> thanks for that introduction. Uh, yes. Um, hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. Would I rather have lots of free time to play games, but can only buy one or two a year, or the ability to buy loads, Never had much time to devote to them. Great question. Let's go to Toby Lynn. Toby Lynn says, if I had to pick at this moment, I would say more time as I have enough games to keep me busy for a long while. It'd be great to focus on stuff like Mass Effect or Elder Scrolls or finish off other time extensive games. If I had to pick when I first started playing Xbox, I'd probably go with the more money option so I could buy all the games I wanted. If I was able to play only a little bit, I would focus on more games that I want to play. You wouldn't want to play games you don't like. Well, that just and yet. makes sense Hmm. um and since it's our podcast i will say why not both Ah. um (laughs) that's cheating uh, well that's you know that's our discord that's how it works um i think i want to play those longer games right like i want to play those um 
Elder really Scrolls. long campaigns. Yeah, like I, I definitely want to get in and and play all of the um, Watch Dogs games. I want to play all the Assassin's Creeds. Yes, and I find that when I do that, I have a great time. But I am easily distracted, and I like to play all the shiny things. So. I kind of start off saying, okay, I'm definitely going to play these huge games. Like, I've got Ratchet and Clank I have not finished because I keep getting pulled away. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, I really want to finish that game, but there's just so much going on with Game Pass. Um, it doesn't even have to be Game Pass, right? It's just, like, all these new indie games, which really, to me, is is what's fun. I mean, they're short experiences for the most part. They're doing things different than the large uh, mm-hmm. you know, shipping games. So really, if you want variety, uh, these indie games just do it. I mean, they're doing so many things. So I find myself enjoying those little experiences more than the longer experiences, or at least I, I find myself doing that more. You know, the enjoyment is about the same. I, I really like a long game. I really like um, these short experiences, but I find myself always getting pulled to the uh, newest, latest, best, what's out there, and you know what's next. Like I, okay, great. There's three games coming out this week. Uh, you know, two of them are in Game Pass, and I'm gonna play them. And then all of a sudden, guess what? Well, it's a new week. There's four games coming out this week that I want to check out because you know this one has really yep. cool graphics. This one's a shmup. Uh, this one is like a, an old nostalgia game, and then this other one is <laughs> something I have no freaking clue. But it's got dogs. So can't argue with that. I want to check that out. Can I pet the dog? So I'm getting pulled, getting pulled in so many different directions. So for yeah, uh, yeah, it's got to be uh, you know playing all these these little indie games is actually what I do. So do I want to do that? I guess because I'm doing it. So there you yeah, go. It's really, That's me. It really is kind of right. like a quality over quantity. Like, do you want one or two really, really, really good games? Or do you just want a bunch of mediocre, okay-ish experiences? How dare you? These indie games are not mediocre. Yeah. Hey, I, <laughs> I knew on. you were going to yell at me for that. Not, I'm not saying that every indie game is you know mediocre at best. There are plenty of good indie games. I need to ask Nate the million-dollar question. Yes, you million-dollar question. If achievements weren't a thing, would you be playing the same way? broken probably i think uh i was always a you know a dabbler like play a little bit of this play a little bit of that so i I probably would Would you be playing as many indie games yes because indie games are really where it's at um for me it's it's the new like ratchet experience yes this little indie developer insomniac (laughs) but are you uh, buying (laughs) games like that on the switch and playstation no, no, not anymore. Um, although I, I will pick up one or two, but I will wait till they're like a year old and they're on the discount rack and they're like 10 or 20 bucks. And then, yeah, I'll go pick up that Uncharted game, you know, with chicks. That awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'll pick up Horizon Zero. When I'm sorry. Like, Uncharted game with chicks? Oh, you are so behind. You are so behind on the news. Yes, there's an Uncharted game with chicks. Nathan Drake becomes kind of Natalie Drake. Oh. I thought that was a shot at Tomb Raider. No, no. There's, there's actually, it's, there's, you know, it's not Natalie Drake. There's, um, there's a character, uh, from the from the Uncharted series that then becomes becomes the main in this kind of offshoot game. So it's a full game. It's not a DLC 
or anything. It's an actual full game. And some people have said it's it's actually their favorite uh, in the Uncharted series. And I haven't gotten to it yet, but I do own it um, because it was like 10 or 20 bucks. So picked it up. So, yes, I would do the exact same thing. So I was going to ask a no different billion dollar question than me. L. And I feel like mine is more important. Did you buy did you buy that Whoa, alien airport run by dogs game or whatever that was that came out recently? God, that looks so bad. No, because that's coming to Game Pass, right? It's got to come to Game Pass. Right. I'm not going to throw money at as that As long thing. as the answer wasn't just no, I had no interest. <laughs> Let or me guess, you bought it. Sale. Yeah, I was really interested I, in it. Like, why? I have no idea why you know, I want to like, play it. Why does do. this exist? Uh, and then... Exactly. Well, it's an airport run by dogs, right? Because so it looks awful. That is your answer right there. I know. It looks it's got worse dogs. than Soda Drinker Pro. Pro. Mm, bold words. It's true. <laughs> it is by far the worst looking game I can ever think of, except maybe like Big, big Rig Trucking. It does. And it makes you want to play. <laughs> exactly. If it comes to Game Pass, Not I'll play it, it immediately. Try it. Yeah, I'm not. I don't want to put money into it. That game is so bizarre, especially with that title. That if it comes a game Game Pass, it's going to have tens of thousands <laughs> yeah. of downloads just because I'm people are going to want to try it. My dogs. That because sounds so like bizarre. The kind of game that almost every casual player will just download because they can. For aliens, it's an air, oh. airport run by dogs for aliens, not for us. For well, aliens. If you're okay, if you're go- if you're googling this, it's actually currently, an airport oh, no. for aliens. Is that a spoiler? Is that a spoiler? <laughs> yes, currently, but not in the future. <laughs> there could be cats in the future. We're not it's saying a spoiler for the end of the story. <laughs> could be alpacas. The cats take over. <laughs> yes, the new oh, DLC. Oh man. Uh well, if nobody else has anything to add to that, uh, thank you for the question, Retro Truth. That that was a fun one. Um, let's get into some more games that we're going to talk wait about minute, in our game ship. Wait a minute. We need to get down to some I brass tacks first. Well, there was a question you have here that you didn't ask that I want to know was about myself. That we passed over that. I did. You did not. Unless I missed it. I don't <laughs> think so. No, we're not passing nope. over this. No, nope, nope. he's go- he's back. I don't get asked this nearly as often as you think. Well, when, All right. Well, I missed it. What was it? For Mr. <laughs> For Mr. Andy Pants, <coughs> I first met you, you were alkaline, uh, <laughs> oh, like a battery, but I know what it really is, but I won't go there. But uh, you have since transformed into a Hizo, or more commonly known as a Hizo, a Hizo, what the hell is this? Uh, I did yeah, it just... So what the hell? No, I didn't. And that's the great part. That's that? the only reason that I switched to a Hizo. <laughs> so that was actually uh, the name of my first oof. ever D&D character years and years ago and around 2011 2012 i decided to start moving all my account names over to that but microsoft decided that if i wanted to change my name i had to pay them not ten dollars but 800 microsoft points for the privilege of changing my account name and so i said screw that and i stayed as l klein 92201 for years and then back in i believe it was 2019 maybe 2018 they changed up their gamer tag system where now you can have the same tag as someone else with the numbers afterwards. And at that time, everybody was given a single free oh, yeah. gamer tag change. So you could finally get that gamer tag you always wanted that someone else had. I didn't have to go for one that someone else had because it's a bunch of gibberish and who the hell is going to have a Hizo. 
But I took advantage of that to finally get my tag changed over here. Yeah, who would have a gibberish name? I know, man. <laughs> Can you imagine if there was just a Discord full of Most that? of us? <laughs> be um, chaos. <laughs> but where did the name come from in D&D then? Um, that You're was... not getting away from this that easily. <laughs> if I remember right, because this is a little over a decade ago, so I'm trying to remember. I believe that I... Because it was my first time ever really getting into those kinds of games at all. So I was using the books for a lot of stuff. And I believe that I kind of mixed up bits and pieces that I had come up with based on the example names of the tiefling race in D&D. And so I kind of got, that was what my character was. He was a tiefling. And so I looked at some of the example names to get an idea of what their race's names were. And once I kind of had an idea of that, I took bits and pieces and came up with a Heizo. Interesting. And then it stuck with me. Uh, it's it's like when you're, it's like when you're playing an MMO and you just hit like the random, random, random. Yep. And, and then and you're like, well, I'll like. just put three of those together and we'll go with that. Exactly. That's <laughs> that's actually where my alt name came from. Was from random, random, random on World of Warcraft. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly. That's what. That's actually what I was thinking was World of Warcraft when you have to keep hitting the randomize. Yep. I said, there's a few people in Discord who I've double boxed with who know. Oh, no, you, that would be cheating. Well. You, you wouldn't do that. I would never do such a thing. I play all my stuff legit. All right. So, <laughs> sorry to derail. I just had to get the origin story. <laughs> I was no, you good. I did miss that question. So. I was, I was going. It was only the first over. thing you wrote on the sheet. That's all. It's <laughs> not a big I want to talk about his gaming. Ah, I want to talk about his gaming. You know, sorry, oh, right. I want to talk about video games on a video game podcast. What's wrong Silly. with you, Kenny? <laughs> Sheesh. Silly goose. Now that that's out of the way, let's actually get into the game showcase and talk about some more video games. Um, let's go on order. So, Koosh, what is this game that you have on this sheet? Well, let me tell you. Um, I like to play a whole bunch of games that have <laughs> unique experiences. So I picked up a game called Conga Master. And then I dabbled, and I got a few achievements, and then I set it aside and quickly got distracted by several shiny things come to last week. And so Mental Knight said, hey, can anyone get this 101-point achievement in Conga Master? And I was like, Conga Master? I've played that. Let me go see if I have that achievement. And went and checked. I don't actually have that achievement. So, okay, what do I have to do? Okay, I have to get 101 people in a conga line. Sure, why not? So... Fired it up, downloaded it, because <laughs> I've switched consoles since I started playing this game. Um, downloaded it and just started going back into it. Uh, so what is Conga Master? Well, it is exactly what it says it is. It is Conga, and you are trying to be a master at it. And so you start off the first level. Uh, your guy shows up on the screen, and he's already dancing. And uh, you basically just are constantly moving forward. And you use the shoulder bumpers uh, to change your direction. You hold the left bumper, you start rotating counterclockwise. If you hold the right bumper, you start rotating clockwise. And so you're just moving around the dance floor, trying not to bump into people. But you were trying to influence them and get them uh, into joining your conga line. So when you pass by them, there will be a little interest meter. And basically, that'll start filling up as long as you're near them. As soon as you start to move away from them, it slowly starts to decrease. But if you stay within a certain radius, they will become more and more interested until finally that meter fills up, and then they join the conga line. And you move on to the next person. 
Uh, each one <laughs> of these characters has a um, a different icon on them. So it could be, I, I don't know why they do this, but one of them's a hat, a top hat. One of them's like a, a heart. Uh, and then there's, there's some other symbols or whatever. But to progress through the level, you have to collect enough people of each one of those types into your conga line in order to exit the level. Um, some of the levels also have VIP areas, which are blocked off until you have a conga line of, you know, 15 or more people. So uh, on those levels, those VIP areas have something interesting. They either have like a high concentration of a hard to find type, or they have these special characters, which are cats. Uh, and you want to get the cat's interest as well. Because oh, when they join your line, number one, they meow and everybody goes, aww. Uh, but there's an achievement tied to completing the game, having picked up the cat in every level on your way. I want to say that there are five levels. So to get this one particular achievement, you have to get every single cat. If you fail a level, you just start that level over again. Not a big deal. Um, but you have to get that cat again. It has to be in your line as you exit um, whatever level you're in. Uh, there's another achievement for picking up a certain number of pigs. I, I don't know exactly how many that is, but every now and then you'll see a pig on the dance floor and, and you can pick up the pigs. The problem with picking up pigs, uh, one of the things I forgot to mention is what makes it difficult is you have a momentum meter and that momentum is, I guess, how interested people are in the line, which is influenced by how many people you're picking up. So as you pick up more people, the people on the line stay really into it. So your momentum meter goes back up. If it's a long time before you pick up anybody, that momentum bar just keeps decreasing, decreasing, decreasing. And so you have to either find people or find very limited non-regenerating power-ups per level. Um, some One of the power-ups gives you like a quarter bar of momentum just for free, which is cool. Uh, there are other ones which increase your attractiveness, you know, <laughs> how quickly you attract people to the line. Uh, there's another one that uh, increases the radius of your attraction uh, to pick up more people just by being kind of near them. Um, so basically, it's like snake. Uh, if you think about it that way, you're kind That's of guiding this snake it. around the level. And you're just trying not to bump into people. Because if you bump into someone that you've been courting and getting their interest, their interest drops to zero. Uh, you move them out of the way, and sometimes you can bounce off of them into other people. It gets really bad, uh, and then you have to kind of start them over again. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really a fun game, and, and the music is actually really catchy at first until it, you know, until it becomes annoying, uh, and then you can just turn that off or listen to a podcast or something. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I was really surprised going back into this game, number one, that I hadn't finished it. Because it is just a fun kind of pick up and just do a little bit here, do a little bit there. Um, it looks the, like dumb fun. It is. It is dumb fun. It's not a very complicated game. It's, you know, once you rock it, you're, you've got it. You can just go with it. Uh, one of the things I forgot to mention, um, most of the achievements are for collecting characters. Each one of the levels has a theme. And sometimes you'll find people on those levels that you might recognize. There's, um, there's Doc from um, Back to the Future, and there's Marty from Back to the Future on one of the levels. Then there's, like, oh. Mulder and Scully is on another level. Nice. And then you uh, then they have generic characters. They also have James Bond and things like this. Um, so you'll be picking up these characters. Uh, potentially, you'll be picking them up on each level. 
In order to unlock them, you have to escape the level with them in your conga line. At that point, between levels, depending on how many people you've picked up, and um, you know, as you exit a level, basically the whole concept is there are these aliens and they're <laughs> they're abducting these Congo dancers uh, as they leave the club. Uh, now I probably should have mentioned that at the top. But as you uh, collect twenty, they'll give you a dollar. So as you're as you're kind of leaving and they they're pulling them up into their ship, you'll get a dollar for every twenty that you collect. So if you're trying <laughs> to get these achievements at the end, you want to make sure you leave the club with no less than sixty because you cap out at three dollars. Uh, which will give you three wheel spins be- between levels. And it's just like a kind of wheel of fortune spin. You just stop the thing and maybe you'll get lucky. And if it lands on a character that you've taken out of a club with you, uh, which means that you can now get them, then they become uh, a permanent character that you can start with that has its own unique set of attributes. Uh, and you'll also get an achievement for that. And then you'll get one master achievement for getting all the characters. So by the end of the game, it really just becomes uh, an RNG, you know, wheel spin. You just go in there, you play the first level, you get your 60, you, you do your three spins, you curse when you don't get it. Uh, you start the game over again, you play the first level and you get the first 60 and you just keep trying and trying and trying. I must have played, you know, 15 levels after I had beaten the game proper to get like the last character to unlock for me just because I, you know, it just wasn't get, coming up in wheel spins. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's a fun game. Um, it does get a little grindy at the end if you you know if you don't have good RNG, uh, but you will eventually get it, and uh, you know you can listen to something else while you're playing. All right, so I have a question. Okay, let's go. I'm watching one of these videos, and it comes up with a select game modes uh, little screen. Have okay. you played any of the other game modes? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because there are a couple of extra game modes, and I love them, but I hate it also. Like apparently, there is a Mortal Konga oh god game mode. <laughs> there is a Command and Konga <laughs> game mode. Now you have my attention. A Grand Theft Konga. That's a stretch. And apparently, there's other. <laughs> there's a there seems to be a few others, but the video doesn't show what they all are. I really want to know what the Command and Conga is. Well, I don't know. I did. I didn't check any of those out because there's uh, there's no achievements tied to those. Ooh. So you just play the base game and you're uh, and you pretty much get it. Okay. I was just just wondering what that is. <laughs> no, I think I did see a a menu item like you know for that. You see the multiplayer was different game modes, but you know I was just trying to go through story mode uh, to get all these characters. So it's funny you say that because. It was actually weird to me to see Conga spelled with the C, because the game I'm familiar <laughs> with is Donkey Conga. Yep. You guys familiar with that? Yes. Yep. So I'm like, that game is so <laughs> good. So yeah, that was a GameCube game, and it came with these little drums and the bongos, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yep. Looking back, it looks like that came out in 2004. Wow. So there were, there were three of them. Okay, the third one was in Japan. There was three. Only. Third one came out in Japan only, apparently. Oh, so that's why. Yeah, so <laughs> so they stole the idea of using uh, play on game names, I guess, <laughs> from Donkey Konga. Interesting. That was a great game. I don't know. So I do have a question as well, uh, right. especially with Ahizo here, and this is going to apply to my game later, but we'll, we'll, we're here now. There's someone in a foreign post that says, well, yes, your character is dancing the whole time. I think this might more be aptly classified as a puzzle game. 
Because I see it's in the dance section, but it looks like... I noticed that as well. It's it's not the same as like Dance Central or Just Dance. I mean, your characters well, are that's, dancing. That's what's fair. You, what's um, you? Because the genre just says dance. I mean, uh, I mean it's kind of like Tetris in a way. You've got a limited time. You have to move things. So, I mean, technically, I guess you could put it in puzzle. It's not really a dance game because really all you're doing is just changing the direction of the conga line. You're not really dancing. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can see that. Okay. I blame Ahizo. Hey, there's a reason that I always stayed out of genre well, discussions. <laughs> no, you are in all the genre discussions, my friend. Well, that, that, that was the one thing I always avoided back when I was on Game Info. I stayed out of those. I'm not good with them. I'm the kind of person who puts dance on Conga Master. No. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, let's get Let's get into our next game. I'm going to leave Ahizo for last. We'll leave the best for last. So, L. All right. I got. What have you been playing? I got stuff to talk about. I wanted to quickly go back to last week where I talked about Hyposphere Rebirth, the uh, marble game I was playing, in which I said that I was rushing through the levels instead of scoring all the little score things. And I said, yeah, I'll be fine. Since the solution said you get this by level 50 of 100, and I was up to level 90-something, and I was at like 1,800. So yeah, I wound up finishing with 1,900 and something, and didn't get my 2,000. And then there's something called New Game Plus. And when you hear New Game Plus, what do you think? Same game, keep it in, uh, stats, upgrades, all that. That you would, wouldn't you think you kept your stuff? It's generally no, it. You keep, you keep nothing. You start at zero. So there was an achievement for getting 10 levels in New Game Plus. I had to go through 50 levels to get the 2,000 scores. Ouch. So the good news is I enjoyed the game. The bad news is I did more than I had to by rushing. And when you rush, sometimes it takes longer. So let that be a lesson to you guys who go in with not looking at the list. So that was my uh, hyposphere rebirth story. Just go through the early stages and get the little score things, and then you can rush through the rest once you get to 2000 so my game showcase game this week is a game i recommended on sale a couple weeks ago called get over here uh, from flux games and reload studios this is another game that i take umbrage with genre wise it says action so i had a preconceived notion of what this game was but it is not really an action game it is a four-player party game that's what i would call it uh it's one of these where you're gonna get four controllers and get the achievements by just going to town on uh, controllers that are just sitting idle so at first i played this with my son and it's basically just like i thought you do the mortal Kombat scorpion maneuver you do get over here with a and then you hit right trigger and you kill them so it's a very simple gameplay which is good in a way and then power-ups appear and do all kinds of stuff with the power-ups so it's basically just like your typical party game there's different different backgrounds different courses different items that appear in different courses only uh yeah so as far as achievements go it's pretty easy once you do that once you if you have four controllers it's very easy but actually i think you only need you need four control four controllers for one achievement to get a triple kill 
But other than that, you only need two controllers because you could turn off the computers. Um, there was one that took me a little bit. There's one for ending a soccer match with a score seven to one, which my son was trying to tell me was a reference to some Brazil something or other, but I had no idea what he was talking about. Maybe you guys do. Or you could look it no up. No clue. Um, wh- when I did that with four players, it did not work. And once I brought it down to two players, then I finally got it to pop. The other thing that I have to take issue with this game is there is a glitch in which you start up the game sometimes and you hit start and it doesn't start. And it's actually a known glitch because on the TA forums, people are having the exact same problem. So what seems to be the problem is actually playing with headphones in. So once I turned off the headphones and booted up the game again, then it worked. And someone on the forum said they had to unplug their headphones as well to get it to work. So that's, that's pretty inexcusable. One. Yeah, uh, is a new one. You just can't go past the main menu and hit start. So it reminds me of the Blizzard Arcade Collection. You can't get past that press start unless you're using a wired controller. Oh, <laughs> they must have fixed that's that horrible. now, right? Nope. I tried to bean dive it back in July. Still couldn't because I didn't feel like getting up to plug my controller in. That's a thing still? Wow, that's terrible. Uh, it's, it's very yeah, disappointing. Yeah, so the people in the forum said they had to unplug their headset from USB. But I've been using the wireless problem, uh, the wireless headphones that had the same problem. So there's definitely something going on there. But other than that, I, I honestly wouldn't recommend this as a party game. It really wasn't that fun. As a quick achievement game... For five bucks, I guess it's fine. But I think it was on sale for two fifty. That would have been the the primo price to get this at. And that was get over here. Well, that sucks. That's so fun. Yeah. You know, I'm usually all about these four player party games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would sooner play Overcooked or something like that. Moving out. Those are more fun. So how did they not get sued? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's get over here. It's the same exact spear. As I said, there's an achievement called Sub Zero, which is the wrong character. The guy's got a, he's a skull. He's in yellow a and hood. black. <laughs> yep. Um, and uh, yeah, so they need to go after this game. They need to go after Conga Master for Mortal Conga. They just need to go after all the games. <laughs> I'm sure there's more. Games. I'm sure they have plenty of money that they don't need to go after this little dev. <laughs> you gotta make. You gotta send a message. Yes, you t- <laughs> exactly. Damn it! Get over here, devs. You need <laughs> flux games. <laughs> uh, do we have anything else to say about this game? Nope. <laughs> All right. I definitely well, don't. In that case. But easy completion, uh, less than an hour, if you're into that kind of thing, which many of you are. But you probably want four controllers for the triple kill, but you could probably get that against the computer, I'm sure, if you only have two uh, two or three controllers. All right. Get over here! Well, well, in that case, uh, Alhizo, let's go ahead and talk about your game. Yeah, so my game is Dragon Age Inquisition which I've been playing just about only that for these last couple of weeks. Oh, wow. Uh, which, yeah. which number of Dragon Age is that? Uh, that is the third one, the last one that we've got. And gotcha. I, it was one I had picked up at release, 
and I bean dived it a year later, and then I beat the prologue six months after that, and then I haven't touched it in six years. And <laughs> well, as it has happened to many of us, it <laughs> showed up on my RTDL this month. So nice. I, fig- I figured I'd start playing it. It was about time. I finished the other Dragon Age games. Sweet. So went through, and by the time I got my achievement, I had completely forgotten that was why I had started playing until Icefire commented on it. And I was hooked enough. I stuck with it. But yeah, it's it's by far the best out of the trilogy. Um, the DLC. Really? Yeah. The, o- overall, I would definitely say so. Uh, two, two definitely improved the gameplay. Inquisition went from there. One thing that they did add that as small as it is somehow made things so much better is you can jump in Dragon Age Inquisition. It's a tiny little thing, but there's so many places that you can get to now. Huh. But uh, yeah. Can continue- dragons just fly? I wish I could be a dragon. You can, oh. I, I think this is... You're not a dragon? Oh. No, that, I think, I think this is the Spyro. first game oh. where I, you were actually able to fight more than maybe a couple dragons, though. There's like 15 of them spread across the world that you got to go kill a bunch of. It, it, it definitely fits its name. But no, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it was actually, it's it's from back when they were still doing cross-gen, or not cross-gen, but multi-gen releases. So there's also a 360 stack that I may go back to at some point. We'll see. That was my question. Is, were you going to stack it or not? I My Oof. only hesitance with it is... As with most, if not all, the Bioware games, it does have an achievement for beating the game on the hardest difficulty. And I could probably do that in this one again. The one place where I really messed up is there's a certain choice you make near the end of the game. And depending on how you make that choice, you either have to fight a ridiculously overpowered dragon for your level, or you just don't. And oh, wow. fighting the dragon is an achievement. So I did that. Yeah, I didn't know it was going to make me fight the dragon. The guy just said, yeah, here's the choice you have to make and you'll get this achievement. And I thought, great, let's do it. And then I ended up spending like 10 or 11 hours of game time trying to go out and power level myself so I could barely bring Oof. this thing down <laughs> before I finally was able to go on to the last mission and beat the game. But no, it's... Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. If if you have I mean anyone who's played BioWare games knows the general formula for their RPGs, but yeah, um, they're great. While I would not rec- while I would not say that you necessarily have to play the first one, Dragon Age Origins, um you still should cuz it's amazing for world building. But Dragon Age 2 is the only re- one that really leads into this one story-wise. This almost immediately follows up after it. But yeah, the the achievement list is pretty standard for a Bioware game. Uh, you know, get all the party members, romance one of them, beat it on the hardest difficulty. It's probably one of the few games that I would say, even without achievements, all the DLC is worth it. Uh, I highly recommend recommend getting all of that if you have any interest in playing this game. The stories are fantastic. The last one leads into clearly trying to build into another sequel which we'll get sometime in the next 50 years maybe we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll have to see about that i don't think we've heard too much about dragon age 4 since we heard about it for the first time what back in 2019 Not really was it 2019 i was thinking 2018 guys it been that either way it's been uh, a few it's years it's been too long i know that this game came out in 2014 i want my dragon age 4 see dragon age is a game that i it, that i wish 
going back to the last question, that I wish I had more time to be able to sink into. I love like the Mass Effect games, so the Bioware, uh, the Bioware formula. I like. I love the uh, what do you call it? Like the fantasy um, aesthetics of that Dragon Age brings, and I even own Dragon Age Inquis- Inquisition. I bought it a while ago when it when they had their gold edition or premium whatever their premium edition was where it came with like all the dlc right. and it was like 15 bucks or something like that i'm like oh that's a steal let me get that i'm gonna play me some dragon age never touched it well i will say if you have that edition yep. uh you're already you've already got a foot in the door because as i found out very quickly some of that dlc was i don't know if it was pre-order or just cheap microtransaction stuff but you get some really strong gear that you can start using as of level one and Ooh. I don't think I upgraded. I don't think I swapped out gear for my team until probably level five or six because of that gear. As far as the, as far huh. as the weapons go, it's ridiculously powerful. They definitely set you up pretty nicely with gear. That's good to know. Uh, I will say that it's, if you're going to pick a Bioware game to play in bits and pieces, it's probably one of the better options. Uh, most of the main storyline is always at the forefront. Almost every side mission is in some way related to the main story. So you're not ever really going to forget where you're at plot wise. The controls are just like any other Bioware game. They're pretty basic and easy to pick up. So if, if, if you are ever deciding you want to really sit down and uh, make sure that, you know, it's a game you can actually put time into. This is probably the one I would recommend. Now, does it have a uh, journal or some sort of a log, kind of like how Skyrim does, where it keeps track of everything very nicely? Uh, as far as the missions, yeah, it's actually it sorts them out by hmm. uh, by location, so which zone they're in, and then they also have okay. separate sections for so that they're not so they're easy to find. There's a section for like any of your companion side quests that you can use to increase your friendship rating with them, that sort of thing. Uh, so they, they, it's okay. really easy to do that. There's another, you know, the location-based ones are side quests only. There's a section specifically for the main story. So you always know what you have to do and what kind of things are just kind of side missions that you can go knock out, whether you choose to or not. Uh, one thing I do like cool. that they added with the final DLC, the Trespasser DLC, is they added trials, which are basically like modifiers. And... Each one of them has an achievement. Some of them are basic ones. You know, your enemies are stronger. Uh, There's one that only impacts bears, but it basically makes them max level and super powerful. The one that was really difficult to get, because some of them require you to turn them on from the start of the game. There's one that makes it so that anytime you say something that upsets one of your companions, it will double the negative impact that their relationship has with you. And you have to make it a little more than halfway through the main story without losing any of your companions with that turned on from the start. And the problem with that is there's one companion that starts out with such a low rating of you as it starts out that it it is possible in the introduction to him, the conversation where you first meet him to make him hate you so much that he will just leave the instant that you finish that conversation. (laughs) Oh, wow. So that was somehow one of the hardest achievements I did. That sounds worse than uh, Mass Effect's system. I don't recall that ever being that severe in Mass Effect. Yeah, I'm, 
I don't think Mass Effect ever actually made you lose your companions. You could make them really mad. You could kill them. I don't think they did. But I think Dragon Age is the only one that's ever really made them walk away. And all three of their games have had that option, which I like, you know? I actually really like that option. That makes that very interesting. You you have to to think a lot more rather than just, okay, do I want this person to like me or do I not care? Now it's, all right, I can't use them ever again. (laughs) This is a problem. (laughs) Yes, Kenny's always team killing. Only you, Al. I mean, I I definitely do it in some of my Dragon Age runs. There's some people that I just always enjoy killing because they annoy me. And then then there's others like healers that I will never kill because otherwise I'll never beat the game. All right, I got some hard-hitting questions. All right. We're about to get woke. Uh-oh. Um, uh-oh. <laughs> um, Gross. So I remember you did the 10 years later Patreon special for us. That was Dragon Age 2? Yes. Right? Okay. So you've been playing these for quite a while, right? Yeah. So I have uh, a friend or um, two friends, uh, a, a couple, a lady couple, and I was at their wedding about... I guess about a decade ago, and their cake was a Dragon Age cake. And the game was important to them uh, because you were able to do uh, same-sex courtship. Now, was Dragon Age known for that, or was it one of the first games where you were able to do that? Um, I think it was one of the earlier ones in general. I believe Dragon Age Origins was the first Bioware game that did it. Uh, At Mm -hmm. Mass Effect 1, you can kind of get close to it with liara but her race is almost kind of asexual Mm. so it doesn't really line up as well people were kind of upset about that that series didn't get same-sex relationships till i think three but dragon age has had it from the start really yeah i i believe so that that might have just been no sorry that was i think that was just just for male shepherd i think didn't get one till three i believe i believe fem shep got one and two but you could, yeah, in Dragon Age Origins, there is, I believe, Liliana, I think, is the only one. And then there's a couple elves, because they just couldn't care less. They're a bunch of hoes. Uh, <laughs> the elves. They'll, they'll, they'll sleep with anybody. Uh, yeah, Dragon, Dragon Age 2 went into that a bit more. I think, I think both male and female had a couple options. And then in Inquisition, they, from my understanding, I didn't try and romance every single person, but from my understanding, when I was looking at it, they had a good choice of not only how many you could do if you were looking for a same-sex partner, but they actually limited it by race as well, which I thought was kind of interesting. So, like, there's some that will only, can only be romanced if you're a human, because they're kind of racist. You know, or this person mm. might only do it if you're an elf or a human. So I thought that it was kind of interesting they added that aspect in. And, and it fit in with the character's personalities. You know, it wasn't just like, yeah, I don't understand why you wouldn't hook up with my elf. But, you know, you you talk with those characters for a while trying to build up that your, their relationship with you. And you kind of start to realize, all right, yeah, I kind of get it. All right. <laughs> that was the game showcase. So let's get into some sales for the week. Um, I'm going to go first because I have two different recommendations. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I don't even know if the, if I can classify these as recommendations. <laughs> They're just two. I'm just kind of, I just kind of want to point out. 
The first is Spartan Fist. Now, we actually literally just mentioned this last week, as this is the same developer as Skatebird. And if you listen to that show, you remember me mentioning that it's a roguelike. And Corey mentioned about maybe next year being the year of the roguelike and playing these or whatever. Well, this one is on sale, usually $15, and now it's $7.50. And, well, it's an 8 to 10 hour game. And honestly, I don't know if it'll be any good. Like, as Corey said, and as Ahazu told me during uh, before he hit record, Skatebird is not very good, so you can't necessarily trust the developer. But I will say, just looking at some videos and whatnot, stunning recommendation. It just looks like dumb fun. It. I don't know how good it'll be. I'm still fifty fifty on if I'm going to get it. It all just depends on if I can get Bing rewards to give me enough credit uh, to purchase it. But like I said, it just looks like dumb fun. It might be something where eight to ten hours is just the perfect amount of gameplay, and you'll never want to play it after that. But for seven and a half, I don't know, seven and a half bucks in rewards points, it's probably worth it. Yeah, like if it was three or four bucks, you know, I might just say, ah, sure, I'll, okay, I'll spend my actual money on this because, you know, that's not too terrible. But for seven fifty, I don't know. And then the second game that I'm going to talk about is something called Things on Wheels. I've never heard of this. Apparently, this was an Xbox Live arcade, and it's not backwards compatible. The reason why I'm saying this is it kind of reminds me of Toy Box Turbo. Yeah, Toy Box Turbos, and it's a dollar. And this may be something, if you enjoy Toy Box Turbos, you may enjoy this. And I know from time to time, there's for some reason, whether it be a contest or something like that, you need a game that's non-BC. So this might be one that's worth picking up. You're just RC cars driving around at a house. So it looks like some racing or whatever going on. So might be something you might want to pick up as it's just so cheap. I know I don't want to turn on my 360, so I don't even know if I'm going to pick this up. It's just more of a just a PSA kind of a thing. So I've got to warn you about things on wheels. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's a dollar, but they have <laughs> DLC with one achievement each. And the Vroom uh, costs $4, Oof. and the Roar costs $4, and the Toe Away uh, also costs $4. Or, no, that was only $2. So yeah, the game's cheap, but the, if you want that full completion, and because you have the right settings, uh, it's going to cost you more. Good call. Yeah, that that might push it. Up. I'd pick it up for a dollar, but if I'm going to pick up a game like that, I want to be able to complete it, and not for eleven dollars. Yeah, do your homework, guys, before you go out and buy it. Just make sure, double check. Doesn't matter. And one other thing to throw out, since it is an Xbox Live Arcade game, it only has two hundred fifty gamer score. It's not the full. It's not the full one thousand. Oh so that's true. I know some people care about that, but just throwing it out there, something maybe you might want to pick up for like a contest if you don't care about the completion. So now I'm curious how how many points does it go up to off of those three DLCs? Does it still hit the two the two fifty base? It's and then it's fifty for all three DLCs combined. Yeesh. Yeah, so three hundred total. <laughs> so, see, I'm, I might pick this up for a dollar because it's a dollar, and just. If I ever care about the completion, maybe I'll just wait and pray that one day they have a, you know, we're shutting, we're shutting this down and 
can never buy 360 stuff again. Everything is half off. Yeah. Sorry, I think I confused you. It's 200 base. So you, you spend a dollar and you get a max of 200 gamer score. You buy all three LDLC, all three DLCs, you can get a max of 250. Right. So all three DLCs combined is 50. Yeah. Base game is 200. So total of 250. Oh, oh good old yeah, days. Right. I did read that wrong. Yeah. I missed That's those. Days. You know, something you said there, Ohio, I don't understand why all these 360 games aren't just, you know, all the time, like 75% off. <laughs> yep. Like, are there actually people out there spending full or buying digital games on the 360 at full price? Probably a bunch of crazy people from our community. Mm-hmm. Mental Ach- might. Achievement hunters are uh, Maybe. not the best at making purchasing not decisions. Do we not somehow, through extended friends of friends, have contact with anyone at Microsoft that can explain why there's no DLC sale? Like, just a... <laughs> Hey, you know, 360 yeah. DLC, we're we're doing it. We're doing it. Tom, yeah, especially DLC. Man, just Black Friday, knock everything 50% off. I will buy so much. I will buy Stranglehold DLC. What is DLC. the hesitation? Honestly, and they'd sell so many base games by selling the DLC at a, a reduced price. I mean, people, you know, some people don't buy if they can't get that completion for cheap. So, yeah, huh. I mean, that's also a really good point. If you were to just knock all DLC on the 360 down 50%. Goodness, that would just I would just think that has to drive a ton of sales on 360 stuff. I I just I just can't see the majority of people, obviously the achievement hunting community is a little bit different, but I just can't see the majority of people saying, "Oh yeah, I'm going to go buy those 360 games that still cost $40." <laughs> I could be wrong, but at the same time, it almost seems like you walk into a GameStop and buy the same game for twenty. Yeah, especially for the not backwards compatible stuff. You know, backwards compatible. I can see someone with an Xbox One just looking at it and being like, "Oh, this game seems like it's worth twenty five bucks." But who's going to spend that much on something that you can't play once you get a console from the last yeah. decade? Yeah, it's yeah, especially the non backwards compatible stuff because who's using their three sixty still? That has to be such a as their main machine. Oh, Put your hand down. Machine. I was about to say, I've actually okay. played it a lot. I've played it a lot since yeah, I finished Dragon Age. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, as their main machine, like, yeah. who is still using their 360? Like, there just can't be that many sales still for non-backwards compatible stuff yeah. outside of the achievement hunting community. Nah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I think that not having the sales at this point is just ridiculous. I'm sure there's probably some legitimate reason stopping them from being able to do it if they wanted to. But if anybody has an answer or knows a friend of a friend that can get us in, ta- in contact with someone at Microsoft that can explain it, please add us in the Discord. I am genuinely cur- curious on why that's like that. But uh, carrying on with sales, uh, L, what do you got for us? All righty. I have a game I've never heard of until now Whipsy and the Lost Atlas. Whipsy with two E's. I honestly thought you did a typo there. Yeah, it is not a typo. It is a platformer that is two to three hours, $1.19. Well, it says two to three hours, but it's also almost 2,000 TA. Oh, I think Mike Pitcher's talking about this game. Okay. Now I remember. Yes, so it's two to three hours, but it's 2,000 TA, so maybe it's just two to three hours for the people that got it done, and it's harder for some other people, kind of like Spiral Splatter. So, 
Hey. Dollar nineteen. Not so bad. Um, I think it also at one point in time had an uh, unachievable. I think I think you couldn't get it because I remember looking at this mm. before and thinking, oh, it's got it's got something that can't be unlocked. I think they either figured it out or they fixed it. Yeah, it must be. I don't see anything. In the, yeah, I don't see anything in the forums about it. Got six friends I, who completed it, so it might be yeah. a little bit harder than than anticipated. And then we have Clumsy Rush, which is a party game. That one looks very completable. Zero to one hours. That is two forty nine down from nine ninety nine. And something a little more meatier, we have Ultimate Chicken Horse, which is $7.49 down from $14.99. It is appropriately labeled as a party game. It is four players, either local or online, which is just wonderful. All games should aspire to be like Ultimate Chicken Horse, Vulgar Latin's favorite game of all time. Um, and... The other interesting thing about this game, it came out in 2017, and they are still updating it. I got an update for this game on my Xbox yesterday, actually. So I'm pretty sure they're still coming out with new characters and new uh, stages for this game. Huh. So this game has a ridiculous ratio for some reason. It's really not that bad, but you also probably want extra controllers if you're going to cheese it. But I would recommend Ultimate Chicken Horse for seven fifty down from fifteen dollars. How about you, Nate? Yeah, thanks for asking. Uh, <laughs> I also picked uh, Clumsy Rush for uh, two fifty down from ten. Uh, it's only an hour oh, long. I, and my description of it was: uh, Imagine Fall Guys, but on the Xbox, uh, but only two person local uh, and not as good. Uh, and that Sorry, is Clumsy Rush. No problem. Just a fantastic <laughs> Rush in a nutshell. Yeah, it was an impromptu you know, I spent, pick. I spent like 30 minutes writing that. So I figured I, yeah. How clumsy of me. <laughs> well, you yeah, could have been completing the game in that time. <laughs> it looks kind of crazy. But um, now another game that hasn't been mentioned, Portal of Evil Stolen Runes is $6.28, cool. the standard $6.28, <laughs> down from nine. Uh, it's four to four to five hours. Uh, the not standard thing about it is that this is an eight floor game that isn't the, you know, basically a cut and paste repeat of, you know, their other games. Uh, this is actually an adventure and Kenny's favorite point and click. Uh, instead, and yeah, instead of that <laughs> typical eight floor. And if I didn't know any better, just looking at the screenshots, this looks like an Artifacts Monday game. So I'm very interested and I might actually pick this one up just to, you know, you know, throw a eight floor uh, bone for doing something different. Uh, I don't know. Uh, and then finally, a game I have not played, but I think looks very interesting is Stay. It's $4 down from 12. It's 10 to 12 hours. It's labeled as Puzzle Adventure. It looks like a game that's just screaming for a walkthrough. Um, excuse me. It has 31 achievements. And the most complicated achievement, or the most uh, rare achievement, I should say, is a 6.1 ratio achievement called End of the Road. That's for revealing all of the possible endings. And it appears that there are six. And our very own yeah. Mental Knight. Everyone remembers Mental Knight. They would never forget his name. Uh, <laughs> just completed it uh, back in October of 2018. And he had a little comment saying that this solution was very helpful. So 
uh, maybe talk to him because it looks like he's done it all. It's got a cool art style. I don't know. This looks like a fun one. I, I want to check this one out. I'm for, definitely getting stacked. Yeah, for $4, I'll probably actually pick that one up. Yeah, check it out. See what you think. I'm going to have to refer you guys to the uh, topic of the week. <laughs> uh, like, like, that was more than five minutes like, ago. I, I, remember. I said what I would choose, what I want to do. I never said that's uh, what actually lines up with reality. Oh, all right. <laughs> you got any games of high school? Right. I do, actually. Uh, the first one is Brawl Chess Gambit. It's for $2.99 down from $9.99. It's a pretty basic chess game, but it does it does well at what it's supposed to do. It plays, it plays chess. You can play with people online. It works well. It plays pretty smooth. It's a little cartoony kind of game. The only thing that did disappoint me was I expected it to be more than just chess. The only brawl thing about it is that whenever you capture a piece, it gives you the old little cartoon-style dust cloud with limbs popping out with it <laughs> to, sh- to show you that the pieces are fighting, because you got to know. But it's probably, Does it get annoying? It's no, funny it, the no first it doesn't, do that. surprisingly. I believe, I believe oh. you can actually turn it off if you want, but it didn't bother me through the whole... It's a, it's a pretty quick completion. I think I finished it in a little over an hour. But it works well enough as a chess game. The AI is completely reasonable. Playing with other people works out well. And for $3, I'd recommend it as a chess game and as an easy completion. Uh, The other recommendations I kind of bundled all into one is all the 360 Rayman games are on sale right now. For They show up from time to time, but they're all $5 right now. And they're down from original prices ranging anywhere from $10 to $20. Uh, Rayman 3 is a lot of fun. It differs heavily from the rest of them it moved to the 3d space to try that out it didn't quite work out for him but it's still a lot of fun it's still your same basic kind of platformer and then you've got origins and uh was it legends which are fantastic rayman games legends i've actually been putting a lot of time into over months and even though it's something that takes a minimum of probably five or six months to complete i'm still debating buying the 360 stack because for some reason i've decided that being done with this game next month isn't Uh-oh. good enough. Did you miss it when and it was? I need to do it again. Uh, Go take a look. I own I own the Xbox One version from Games with Gold. The 360 okay. version of Legends did not. But for five dollars, I'm kind of considering it. Why I don't know, but I am. Do it. <laughs> but I do it. If you if you do have any interest in, you know, really good 2D platformers, I do recommend at least Origins and Legends. Um. Both are very completable. Legends just takes a while, but mm. it's a solid platformer series. And for five bucks, it's, it's at that four ninety nine line that, for me at least, is it. It's kind of hard to justify not picking it up if I have even just a little bit of interest in it for that cheap. But I definitely recommend any one of those three for any platformer aficionados. <laughs> I love the Rayman, and I thought I had finished um, Origins, but I have not. Even though I think all the content for Origins is done again in Legends, and I've done the stack of Legends, yep. so it just wasn't looking to go back for a third. I'm yeah, it's sure. been kind of interesting playing Origins second. That's what I've been work. That's the one I've worked on recently, <laughs> and going back through all these levels. And there's just little things here <laughs> and there. You, it, you can tell it looks a little bit different, so, yeah. but the layout's the same. The collectibles are different. So where you're used to going in Legends to get things, it's not the same thing in Origins. So it's, gotcha. Same yeah, different. same levels, different item placements. So it, it kind of throws you for a loop. But it's a good time. 
Rayman's a lot of fun. Yeah, my favorite part of Rayman are the levels that go along with the music. Yes. Those are the best. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they're really well done. Yeah, so if you're the type of person that plays games with no sound on, don't do that, first of all, but not definitely not this game. Yeah. I mean, that's how everyone was introduced to Black Betty. I, I was I'm just, sure. I, I was just about to say Black Black <laughs> Betty from Rayman Legends was awesome. I still yeah. pull that up on YouTube from yeah. time to time to listen to it. Castle Rock. Oh, it's so good. I <laughs> the Tiger was in Origins. I don't think I've yeah. heard that one yet. Oh, oops, sorry. Oh. God, <laughs> damn the whole game. Now I'm not even going to play it anymore. I know, I know, I know. Borger's going to yell at me. Damn it. <laughs> Need a spoiler well, tag. Those, spoiler warning. <laughs> those were our sale recommendations. And uh, moving on with Games with Gold. Free. You still got some. Yeah, some free if you pay for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have hmm. Warhammer Chaos Bane available from September 1st through September 30th. Uh, we have Malacca, which looked interesting. I haven't tried it out yet. Uh, free from September 16th through October 15th. And then on the 360 side, we have missed out at this point on Zone of the Enders. If you hadn't gotten it previously, it's gone. Uh, but in its stead is Samurai Showdown 2, which is available from September 16th through September 30th. Uh, L, would you like to tell us about Game Pass? What's still coming up from our last announcement? Sure. On September 23rd, which of course is today, Lost Words comes out. As well as Sable, who of course is Brock Lesnar's wife, and Tainted Grail. Now there's another one, Subnautica Below Zero. And if I'm not mistaken, I heard they patched out the console commands from I yeah, think Maka. Maka said that they've patched it out. Of the first game and this game? I, I think they're I think still so. Are in they trying there? to lose sales? I think they're still in there, but you can't use them for achievements anymore. But I think if you want to use them just to mess oh, around. Yeah. Sorry, that's what I mean. Yeah. 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 If you do the console commands, they no longer yeah. grant a I mean, I'm not a, the biggest fan of the console commands, but it seems pretty silly to take them out if people are going to buy it just for that. They're going to lose some sales probably. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's the thing. It's like if they notice that all the people are getting these achievements yeah. without actually playing the game, like why would you do that? And then miss see, out I, on I, sales. So right. I, I see it a little differently. I actually kind of give them a little bit of credit for that. For making that decision to sacrifice okay. sales to say, hey, you know what? If you want to earn our achievements, you're going to have to earn them. You know? I, I, and I guess while it's on Game Pass, that's fine. Yeah, I'm about to say, Game, Game Pass throws a wrench in all of it anyways, because yes. who, who knows what money they do or don't get based on the we based have on no that ideas. That's true. On September 28th, we have Lemnis Gate. September 30th, Astria Ascending and Unsighted and October 1st, Phoenix Point. Um, removed from Game Pass, we have Drake Hollow, Eichenfell, Night in the Woods, and Warhammer Vermintide II. Yep, and those will be going away at the end of the month. They're not gone yet. September and, 31st, uh, get... according to the Game Pass. Uh, I was about, I was about to ask, does that technically mean that they are not actually leaving and I don't have to worry about them? <laughs> that would be great. Yes, they had a nice I little, fun little typo. They did. That's it, September 31st, and then they've gotten so much. everyone did the little thing in their head. They've gotten so much more hassle for it than they deserve, and it makes me happy. Oh, no, they deserve it. 
uh, as far as Drake Hollow goes, I know that there's some talk in the Discord about carries. Uh, Survivalist has uh, been taking a few people through, and I think he saw a post today, or he posted something today, looking for two more people to take him through. So there could be other carries going through for getting the No Death uh, Run and some other stuff. I think I saw the number of 10 achievements floating around for just a few yeah, I think he said session. Like, so uh, if, if you are... Yeah, I yeah. think he said it was like 10 in five minutes or something like that. Something crazy. Oh, okay, yeah. So 10 achievements in five minutes. So uh, so if you're interested, uh, check the Discord, and uh, maybe you can get in on a group for that. Oh, this is Rocker Dude. It's now time for Coming Real Soon. Koosh, what do you got? <laughs> well, it's a Nego that reads that part, so oh, that's weird. Coming Real Soon. Coming Real Soon. On Wednesday of next week, which has a date, but we don't have it on the sheet, so it doesn't exist. We're looking at A Juggler's <laughs> Tale, which actually I think is the 29th. I know this because of the tattoo that I have on my inner thigh. For A Juggler's Tale, uh, this game is probably my most hyped game. From the demo uh, deluge that we were given uh, earlier this year, this game was amazing. Gave me the inside slash... Um, uh, crap. Now I can't remember. <laughs> can't remember. Uh, but just the inside Limbo, vibe. The inside love crap. It. Yes. Uh, yes. The inside crap. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. solve riddles, evade traps, and shake off pursuers on the way to find freedom. Can Abby take control of her fate with all the strings attached? So if you haven't seen anything about this game, number one, go do it. Go check out their their uh their website. You know the rarely used original site, whatever link off of TA. Go check it out. Because their website's pretty cool. Uh, this game just looks great. I love the visual style. If you look at it, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, of course Nate likes this. A hundred percent. Basically, basically, your main character is a puppet, and there are strings attached to her from the top of the uh, screen. Um, that makes, you know, number one, it's cool. Number two, that becomes something that you have to maneuver around and something you have to account for as you're solving the puzzles, as you're moving from left to right. Um, uh, in fact, they they mention that on the site. And they say, make use of the puppet strings in unique puzzles. Find your way around obstacles, cross raging rivers, sneak through bandit caps, camps, and make it past dangerous traps to find freedom. Uh, explore a beautiful and grim world inspired by the tone and mood of traditional fairy tales. The narration is done in rhyme. Uh, so it's just super cool, like super creative. Uh, they've got a great sense of humor from the demo. It, you know, if that can be trusted to kind of like extrapolate out, this is going to be a really well-written, uh, funny game. Uh, I am super excited for this. I will be so disappointed uh, if it doesn't meet my expectations, but uh, I, I think it will. I think this is a, a fantastic game in that inside. Do genre. we have a price on this yet? Because that, that sounds like a lot of fun. I'm kind of interested myself. It doesn't matter I'm, what the I'm, price it, is. It, oh, the rock. it sounds like a fifteen dollar game, <laughs> maybe, maybe twenty. Oh, I think it's more than that. I think it's I think it's somewhere on the uh, twenty to thirty. I range. might have to wait for a sale. Uh, let me see. I think Steam Steam has a pre order. Um, let's let's go f- right now. Juggler's you pre ordered it on five different consoles. Yes, because okay. uh, <laughs> you never know if any of them are going to burn <laughs> out. Uh, I thought they, they have a wish list, but okay. they do not have a price. I'll be curious to see what that comes out at. If, if I can get it yeah. for 20 or less, I'll probably pick it up. 
That'll be one of my two games for the year. I think at some point you'll be able to get it for that price. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're going to play Stay and a Juggler's Tale. There you go. I, I'm mm. holding you to it. Um, Kenny, there's a game there with your name up. on it. Literally. There is a game. The next game <laughs> in the order is one I want to talk about. And I know we mentioned this. A while back, Corey and I are excited for it, but Toy Soldiers HD. Um, if you played the Toy Soldier games on the Xbox 360 once... Wow, I'm talking about a lot of arcade games today. Um, there, was, there was two of them? Yeah, I think there was two. I don't believe there was three of them. Uh, it's like a tower defense game with a, like a little toy soldier, army men aesthetic to it. They're just a lot of fun. I really like my tower defense games. Um, I really enjoyed the Toy Soldier games back in the day. This is an HD collection, obviously, as the name implies. And it has a couple of new levels. It has all the original levels. The DLC from the original game. In the new, shiny Xbox One, PS4, 5, whatever the crap it is now. Graphics, so it just looks really good. I'm excited to jump back into this world I, like i said i like the games back then so now is this just the original one with its content and the new content or does it also include uh was it called toy soldiers cold war or something like that whatever the sequel was is that yes, included in cold this? war um i have not seen that information okay i Probably would just the original think one. it's just the first one but i have not been able to find that i was looking for that myself okay I might I'll, just be. Blind. I'll probably end up grabbing it at some point next year, whenever it inevitably goes on sale, anyways. But yeah, we don't have a price for this one yet either. So yeah, and that will be coming out uh, next Thursday, the thirtieth, and then next Friday. Oh man, is a game that L wants to talk about. Oh man, oh man, Kemco is at it again with a brand new title Who? called Astivine Saga. You know Kemco, the one that makes all those. JRPGs that they poured over from the phones. I was just just wondering if you would yell, I know who they are. And we could play a a mini trivia game of which number Astavine game will this be for the Xbox? I believe it makes five? No, six? Okay, thank you for being the only one to guess. The answer, this will be number seven. This is... I didn't know you wanted us to guess. Uh, there's Astavine Hearts, Astavine Hearts 2, Astavine Dios, Astavine Menace, Astavine Kimura, Astavine Cross, and Astavine Saga. I, I need to get my button gear. I'm only on Astavine Hearts number one, which is, I believe... You mean you need to get your Astavine gear? Wow, nice. Nice one. My Astavine in gear. I was trying really hard not to swear there, and then you did it. <laughs> Always the Christians. You gotta. I don't know you gotta watch about. out for those Christians. I was talking about a game. What are you talking <laughs> no, that's about? That's true. It's true. <laughs> I didn't hear a swear. <laughs> Pain in my ass, divine. All right. So, well, we know what the title for the show is going to no. be. So, on his question on that, Elson, are you actually looking forward to it, or is it more one of those? I and I've played the rest of the series. I, I might as well use these games. I play these on my laptop, so I love the idea that they are play anywhere. And oh, I, I did not know that. I play them. I'll I'll grind them while I'm doing other stuff, while I'm watching something on TV. 
and okay. all of the stories. I, I own several of them. So right, well, now I'm going to curse. All of the stories in these games are batshit crazy. There's incest. There's there's God knows what in these games. There's what there's, it's it's very Japanesey. There's all crazy stuff going on in these games. There's the girls are all dressed yep. scantily and skimpy, and they're and there's just all crazy stuff going on and. And the translations are hilariously bad, and I just enjoy these games. So, yes, there's some degree <laughs> of me. They're that, dumb fun. There is some degree of me that is excited for these games, but as many JRPGs, they they just they overstay their welcome a little bit. Um, as yeah, Divine, they're they're not exactly high quality. But as Divine Hearts, you know, you could start there, and there's a there's a walkthrough on TA, and you know they're not that hard to complete. They're just a little long in the tooth. But they all have catchy yeah, I think music. I completed one of them earlier this year, and yeah. that was it. Oh, yeah? Did you? Yeah, I think it was Hearts 2, maybe Hearts 1. It was another one of those, hey, it showed up on RTDL, I might as well finish it. But they're dumb fun. They're not great games, but they're enjoyable. I like them. Yes. Knowing that they're playing yeah, anywhere is it was news to me, but that, that makes but me very I believe happy. you were playing one of these, L during Tyler's tennis uh, game. Yes, yes, I would play... Uh, Cronus Arc, I think. Instead of paying attention to what he was yes, doing, he definitely brought this. this to his games. Yep. Yeah, I played Cronus Arc and Fern's Gate, and now this one. And and this, uh, despite what everyone says, they are not all the same. There's definitely differences between all of them. So yeah, they're, they're but they are phone ports, which is the only weird thing. So it's they are they're they're all made in RPG Maker, I yes. think, which is. Basically, baby's first RPG design. Mm-hmm. But hey, it works Which you out. you can tell by looking at it. Mm-hmm. You can. But they're fun. They're fun. I like oh, them. Right. I recommend them if they're cheap enough. Ha, did you do it. Let's get on into some contests. <laughs> Nate, you want to talk about them? Sure, I'll talk about the Gamertag Challenge. Um, okay. Yeah, it's September. Our Gamertag from our patron, uh, the Alpha Seagull, was picked. Uh, his wild card game is Dragon Quest XIS. That's worth one bonus draw. <laughs> and the bonus for him is stacks on stacks. Achievements from games that have stacks. One bonus draw per achievement. Limit one draw per game stack. In this case, we are considering a stack any game that has another game that is the same game that has most of the same achievements. So you could go for Assassin's Creed, for instance, uh, if you're playing Assassin's Creed 1, but then you're playing the Ezio Trilogy, uh, you know, if you play either of those, uh, that'd be worth one because those are pretty much the same. Um, doesn't have to be a one-to-one stack. We're being a little bit lax there. Now's the time to go for that Dragon Age Inquisition 360 version. <laughs> there you go. Not uh, well, I, actually, I earned no. all but two it's achievements. One bonus draw per got achievement. got a lot of bonus draws. Uh, oh, that should say what per game. Dang it. That's what I was about say to say, that's game. not how it sounded at all. <laughs> yeah, no, it's supposed to be ah, per game, fine. too. So, uh, okay. yeah. I could have sworn that last week Master when you Chief guys... Collection would break this. Don't at me. Don't at me, bro. Uh, <laughs> I could have sworn one... last week you specifically gave examples that that worked, but maybe not. Yeah, well, I don't... Yeah, I didn't I didn't mean that they were multiple per game. So it's one <laughs> per game per stack. Oh, yeah, there. see, there it says... It, no, it says it. It says it. It says limit <laughs> one draw per game stack. Yeah, there will be way too many games. And like I said, the Master Chief Collection would be the biggest uh, <laughs> accuser of this. That it would just absolutely break this <laughs> one. 
so we cannot do each achievement. Yeah, yeah. So basically, that was saying that like you couldn't do like Batman and then get like five immediately, um, even though right. that's your one achievement worth five points. No, it's it's that's your one achievement worth one point one time and no more. Uh, that's is, fair. Is what that was intended to say. It actually does say that, but it, yeah, you have to read all the way to the end. You can't expect me to read. Yeah, it's I know it's a high bar here. Reading is hard. It is. Oh, by the way, the alternate really t- uh, title for this episode is, of course, Nobody Expects the Dragon Age Inquisition, which maybe one person will get. <laughs> I got it. You did? I, I didn't get it. Oh, that's just sad, Kenny. <laughs> that's okay. It's a Monty Python thing. Uh, I it's okay. I've watched a Holy Grail. It was not from oh, there. That's a start. It was not from there, but... Well, if it's not for that, uh, that's why I don't get no, it. No, it was fl- Monty it's from Flying Circus, right? Yeah. 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 Never even heard of that. It's a thing. Anyway. Our other contest is the TA contest Hangman. L, would you want to give a rundown on that? Sure. You play Hangman with achievements. It is. The True Achievements Hangman 2021 Community Challenge, so, which is a very long way of saying Hangman. So basically, each letter <laughs> is the first letter of the achievement you unlock. I think you get eight lives. It's pretty hard to fail these, especially if you ask for help, but um, this year, I really don't care. I'm going to spoil this also. If you don't already know, it's... Uh, Game developer hyphen name of game. So with that clue, you should be able to get this nailed down. I finished mine up yesterday uh, just so I could play other stuff. That's always the issue with these type of events. You have to hit start. And then just so in case you don't accidentally get the wrong letters in other games, you have to make sure you finish it up before you can do other stuff. Um, but I always enjoy Hangman yeah. and... I believe you get the community badge for for getting it. And then you can choose to start a new one as well. Anybody and going for a round trip? Anybody doing a second one? I guess I'll just hit start now and see what happens. I started a second That's one. I don't I know if I've unlocked anything since then. <laughs> yeah, I started I started a second and I was like, oh, I'm tired already. I'm tired. <laughs> I, I don't want to think about this. <laughs> I'm not going to focus on it, but I'm, I'll check in periodically. And if I complete it or fail it, then... I'll go take a look at a starting a third one. And we do have a channel in the Discord that is specifically uh, made for this. So if you want to go in and get some spoilers on your no spoilers uh, just, on your phrase, just or you want to talk about it or whatever, help. you can jump in there. Yeah, I think our spoiler is, warning is kind of off at this point. It's been it's been a week yeah. over a week, and people are just done. <laughs> with uh, putting spoiler tags, so if, if you don't want it spoiled, maybe don't go there, but you can definitely get help. They're probably all there. How many phrases are there, do you guys know? Uh, 15. I asked Freem today, and I think he said 23? Yeah, I think he said 23 or 25 was the range that he said, I believe. Well, there you go. I'm sure they're all on the Discord at this point. Nah. Okay, yeah. With that, let's get into our last section. Let's get into some brag camp. Go with Ahizu first. All right, we're going to start with game completions. We got uh, El Sock. 
reached 250 completed games. Gray Shark reached both 440 and 445 completed games. Kitty Skies at 675 and 680. Mike Pitch at 685 and 690. Triple Triad 777 reaching 825 and 830 completed games. And Mad Eye Pad Eye is living up to his name. Blew right through everything from 665 games all the way through 700 completed games. RPG Davey completed 850 games. Elroy OMJ finally reached 1,000 completed games. Congratulations. I'm sure, I'm sure there were some real games in there somewhere. Lucas1987. Maybe Assassin's Creed. Lucas1987, way up there, 2,290 completed games. Close on the tails of Redemption Denied with 2,295 completed games. That is insane. Sitting as the number two and number three. Games. I think they're inventing games at that point. That's just too many. Uh, in ratio, Survivalist has been dragging people through Drake Hollow on his way to a ratio of 2.5. In streaks, we have What the Fug with a 50-day achievement win streak and Dunkos with a 50-day achievement win streak. We also have Eldritch SS at 400 days, Sincere Seeker 6 at 550 days, and Elroy OMJ on a 1,500-day achievement win streak. And game in, uh, Gamer Score, Sabin Rothschild, has hit 300,000. Bed Home, 550,000. Mike Pitch, and Kingsman 2625 have both hit 750,000 gamer score. Wild West 08 has hit 950,000 gamer score, almost there to that magic million. Mad Eye Pad Eye, 1.25 million gamer score, and Elroy OMJ, 1.45 million gamer score. In leaderboards, Gray Shark is in the top 10 of this Georgia. Gamerscore leaderboard for Xbox One. Edroot Directory is now in the top 10 of the England TA leaderboard for turn-based. Fluttery Chicken is in the top 500 of the England TA difference leaderboard for management. Icefire TN. We shall call him... Tim. Tim. Is now, Love that guy. Is now in the top <laughs> 1,000 of the TA leaderboard for competitive ratio. It's Alive is now in the top 200 of the Ontario... True Achievement Leaderboard for Racing. Kingsman 2625 Raider Suck is now in the top 100 of the USA Gamerscore Leaderboard for Open World. Kitty Skies is in the top 10 of the Wales TA Leaderboard. I didn't know whales get their own leaderboard. Interesting. I speak whale. What kind of whale? <laughs> Mad Eye Pad Eye is now in the top 200 of the Gamerscore Leaderboard for Windows. MDP 73 is now in the overall top 1000 of the TA Leaderboard. Nicely done, buddy. Nightwolf is now in the top 50 of the TA leaderboard for Vayners. Wow. A silent competitor. And Retro Chief is now in the top 20 of the USA TA leaderboard for point and clicks. In Brag Camp, uh, most importantly, a Gray Shark has hit the milestone of 696969 gamer score. <laughs> That's really all I need one. to know for this week, but I guess we'll give honorable mention to. Our beloved friend Terra, who finally hit fifty thousand gamer score, and we can track his progress because he changes his uh, Discord tag with his amount of gamer score. Very fun to watch, amazing. So good job, everyone, this week.
Yes, good job. Except for Heizo, he sucks. Right. Oh, wait, another big brag that I'm surprised you didn't mention. Okay. The Baltimore Ravens somehow beat the Chiefs. How did that happen? <sighs> it's so nice. Was, I didn't get to watch oh, the game. I was at a concert. No. Oh, yeah, they were at a concert, but that was a good game. It was a very. That was a great was, concert, but man, did I miss one heck of a game! Uh, I was following along on my it phone. It was a good game. Like the fourth, was it the fourth quarter? I think it was. Oof. They were down like thirteen or something like that, and I went great. Yeah. Nope, there's another one, another loss, and then they somehow came back and won it by one. Oh, I wish I could have watched. Yeah, it. Lamar just needs to stop doing things like throwing the ball because he just needs to run, and that's it. He's not that bad. Of, he, of a I mean, he had two interceptions right off the bat, and then. When he started running himself, that was it. I never said he was a good oh. passer. <laughs> what has this podcast turned into? Stop! <laughs> and um, Patriots suck. Maybe we'll do like a Patriots. Let's just do a football podcast. Sports and, ball. and we could watch football for fun and not for fantasy. That sounds <laughs> awful. That sounds dumb. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. Fantasy makes I it know, so much better. It That's why I got dragged into four leagues this year. Speaking of football, have you seen that new game that came out a few weeks ago? Don't uh, say FIFA. Don't I say FIFA. I didn't actually think he was going to talk about football. Don't say FIFA. I thought he was just trying to say. I want to know what he's talking now, about. Sports. I would like. Question. Yeah, I would like to segue out of this, but my I, my brain won't let me. Um, <laughs> I gotta find this thing. NFL Blitz Remastered. God, I no, wish. No, no, no. It's, I'd be I all over that. See, oh, I never played geez. NFL Blitz. I don't like football games, but I would buy that. I did in a play, but I did play a game similar to that, but in MLB. Have you guys ever played Slugfest? Oh yeah, nope. Such a good game, so much fun. Hold on, I'm finding this. I'm finding this. Hold All right, on. while you look, <laughs> Heizo, is there anything you want to plug or or say to us or anything? I think this is the part where I'm supposed to plug some oh, random boy. SoundCloud, right? <laughs> I think that I think that's you how the internet SoundCloud, works. Go ahead and plug it. Uh, Twitter, whatever you, you want. Know, to plug. I'm, I'm going to plug a sound. I'm going to make a SoundCloud just to plug for next time. But for now, I got nothing. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at a Heizo. I log in maybe once a All month. All right, so he has a Twitter link most of us just for the giveaways. And he's on Facebook under Arizona Andy. <laughs> Don't <laughs> you see. It, I'm not going to Google Arizona. Andy. Nah, if I if I it's if actually. I, I think he. Oh, I think it was just some well, random the, the, person who actually happened, looked well, up there's Andrews in Arizona that name, on Facebook. <laughs> that I did not yes. know. So I didn't know which one was the real you. Nate, did you find this game? I can yet? guarantee I it wasn't this is one the longest outro we've ever done. There's well, I figure we're gonna trim it. No, down here. Um, no we'll trim. That sounds like work. Sounds that like, I have to edit like out. editing. Yeah. <laughs> there's no editing that goes the on. The people have demanded longer shows, so we're artificially extending it, just like certain. Developers do with their games by adding achievements for playing for a 100. Yeah, there's nine pages of stuff that have been released this year. I'm trying to find it. Give us All some. Right. Uh, well, in that case, we'll play 20 questions. I'll, Is it a football no. game? <laughs> We're not playing 20 questions. I'm going to go through my outro bit. I'm going to give you all the links. And if you haven't found it by then, you'll just have to type it into the Discord. All right. So, as a saying, uh, outro links and crap like that. You can follow us on Twitch. We stream every so often, but at, we at least stream once a month. The very first month, uh, Tuesday of the month, we'll go live on the do a live panel, do some ducky racing stuff like that. Twitch.tv/slash h101. 
and you follow us for free. And if you got Amazon Prime, you can sub to us for free and give us a, give us some of your money because you know you don't use that sub for anyone else. Uh, Twitter, you can, if you want to get in contact with us, you can send us a Twitter tweet on the Twitter at Achievements101. Discord, we've mentioned it multiple times. It's the place to be. Discord.io slash H101. And please, if, if you have a YouTube, which I know you do. Everybody has a YouTube. Go sub to us on YouTube at Achievement Hunting 101. Use your alt accounts. We all have them. <laughs> Take them all. Sub to sub to us on YouTube. Boost our numbers. We would greatly appreciate it. My and things that we would gre- appreciate most of all, all is the Patreon. If you have extra monies that you can throw our way, it would really help us out. Patreon.com slash Achievement Hunting 101. You can be a cool guy or a girl or whatever you, is, you are this time of year. It's 2021. I don't judge. Like a hyzer down here. You might be able to get on the show when we need a guest spot or whatever. Play some 20, 20 questions with Knopf. Oh, this is going to be fantastic. We need to make that happen. We need to make it happen. Oh, we really do need to make I, it happen. I that would sounds that. great. All right. All right, Nate. Not have to I open... stalled enough for you? Yes, not to open the door to talk about football more, but the game is called Super Slam Dunk Touchdown. Never heard what? of that. <laughs> there. What? There is no dunk in football. There isn't this one. August 27th is is when this came out. It's $15, uh, and I've linked it. I can't believe this has skipped your notice. Oh, man. There's an achievement called Hockey Ball. Miraculously score a field goal for your team as a hockey character, which I believe zero people have gotten. Oh, boy, this looks like... How has this gotten past all of us? A a hundred? A hundred achievements. How did none of us I see this? Sports. Well, I saw it. <laughs> we have to play this game. We have to stream this game. You can get it. Look at all the achievements. They're worth one, two, three points. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Look at this. this oh, is my Lord. So uh, we might have to do some research it's, it's before collection next game. <clears throat> yeah. Ask Volger. <laughs> He'll dive it for the kids. Well. This may be a game if there's some online co-op that gets streamed. So many zero pointers! Wow, that's yeah, that's a game. It's great. I, I am loving these <laughs> games good for a certain on this contest. Game. Yeah, there's yeah, right. Right. This game's got a little bit of everything, so we will have to do some homework. We'll talk about this next week, probably. Probably, I imagine someone's gonna buy forty-two this. players out of <laughs> almost a month release. Not a single I'm one sure has actually rated so it. Good. <laughs> I'm scared to try it. All right. Well, with that, <laughs> on that, on on that note, I don't. Uh, yeah, there's no segue out of that. On that note, class is dismissed. Thank you for joining us, Ahiza. No problem. Thank you for having me. And we will see you all next week. Apologize for the nonsense. Oh, don't do that. No, what nonsense? Bye, Andy Pants. Bye, everyone. That's what the people are really here for. Bye. This is Rocker Dude Fifty Twelve signing off. Bye. No more shenanigans. Oh, shenanigans are fun. <laughs> and if I have to hear someone say shenanigans one more time. There we hey, go. There someone say shenanigans. What's that place you love with the mozzarella sticks and the goofy shit on the walls? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the segment that made encyclopedias educational again. It is Genrally Speaking, a segment in which we break down some of the oft-overlooked genres out there as tracked by TA and discuss at perhaps greater lengths than is merited all things that have to do with said genre. I am Elroy OMJ. 
and I am happier than a gopher in soft dirt to have my co-host in this journey ready for our fourth edition. She is the amazing M. Hello, and thank you again for inviting me back. I enjoy these deep dives, and I really, really enjoy the genre you picked for us this time. I'm looking forward to this discussion. <laughs> Well, we do have some successes. I mean, we should probably uh, toot our own horn in the sense that we got uh, Little Mouse Encyclopedia. It is now an educational game. Yay! Yay! I know. And also Wheel of Fortune, which made no sense because the 361 was <laughs> educational, but apparently the you know the Xbox One is not. So you know, you, when you apply the new coat of paint, I guess it loses all educational. Uh, <laughs> aspects or something i don't know we're still working on the jackbox trivia murder party but right. uh yeah so right. i don't know maybe we'll have some uh... you either got to pull dodgeball or add trivia that's it it's, <laughs> it can't be one or the other well i don't want them to pull dodgeball i have a i have some skin in that game <laughs> yeah so let's just add this okay i, I agree with you there's no reason to remove it because dodgeball is appropriate so it's trivia it is so it we gotta is. get that one done but that those two being switched, I don't think it's entirely coincidental that we talked about it on this little podcast here. Yeah. So. Well, I'm dangerous now because I know how to go through the process now. And apparently you you start a discussion and then you register a complaint. And apparently people monitor it and actually talk to you about it because uh, I had to explain what encyclopedias were to a couple <laughs> people. So. Well, <laughs> to be fair to TA, and I know it's easy sometimes to, to rag on TA, assigning genres is a huge undertaking. And as we're going to discuss in this segment, sometimes our understanding of a genre just isn't what they define the genre to be. So oh, they definitely yeah. have teams that look at this, review this, try mm -hmm. to rationalize this. But that's why it's also important as users that we submit this information so things can be as accurate as possible. That's true. And if listeners would go out and actually you know, vote on this, we could be like this unstoppable block and we could have our way. Every game with a double jump is going to wind up a Vayner, though, if, if our <laughs> Discord's left to it. So we might want to tread a little lightly okay, there. Okay, maybe not. Okay. All right. Well, you mentioned uh, that some genres are a little confusing, so I am sure that that will tie in with the choice from this time. So give it to us. What are we discussing today? So as always, before we go into what the genre is, I'm just going to repeat the clue we were given last week. And that clue given to us by none other than Elroy That's was... <laughs> this genre has over 30 games in it, but a third of them are from the same game. Mm. All right. We've given you enough time to contemplate. And if any of you know anything about stacks on TA, there's one game that immediately springs to mind, and that's Minecraft. And Minecraft is a sandbox game. So the genre we're going to be discussing today is sandbox. And Elroy, as always, I know you are prepared with some stats. I am. All right, so this is your breakdown of the sandbox genre. So it's got 36 games in it. 28 of them are listed. The total gamer score you can get in sandbox is 52,925. And the TA is 163,599. Uh, that's uh, based on 1,634 achievements in the genre. Uh, the ratio of it's pretty high. It's at 3.09, probably because of the game you just mentioned, uh, but actually mm -hmm. there's some other stuff going on. And uh, the highest ratio Chivo is actually not from Minecraft. It's not even close. It is a boatload of Chivos from a game called Grotopia. Uh, it has a 32.00 ratio. Lots of them in that one. Uh, that game is a straight-up dumpster fire. I'm sure we'll discuss at some point. <laughs> um, and then, uh, surprisingly, the number of 
unobtainables in this one is 135. So it's got a lot of achievements that are just dead. You cannot get them. So if you were wanting to make your move on this one, uh, it might be a little too late because the genre leader is It's Showtime, who has 43,000 of the 52,000 gamer score. And uh, also, that is your TA leader in the genre with 114,000 TA out of the 163,000 TA. So this guy pretty much likes these games for some reason. And the average rating, it's pretty well received at a 3.425 stars. So I think that might be our highest one yet, mm -hmm. uh, possibly. I don't know. Bull Sports was pretty popular. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, see, the highest, lowest uh, rated one, uh, the highest rated is actually, I thought it would be Minecraft, but it's actually a game called Aground. Uh, that's one word, not uh, two words. A ground, a ground, and it is four and a half stars. So that actually beats out any Minecraft. And then the mm -hmm. lowest, as you might suspect, is actually Grotopia, which I, as I told you before is an unmitigated disaster. It has 1.2 stars, which from the sounds of it is might be generous. And the most popular game, eh, um, I'm sure you might know, it is in fact. Minecraft with 307,756 track gamers in, I believe, I should have wrote this down, but I believe that's the Xbox version. Uh, not the Xbox One edition, but the other Xbox One edition, if that makes sense to you. Right. This is the, if you're playing it on <laughs> Xbox One right now, this is the yes. version you're likely to be playing. Right. Not, not the one that they dis. Uh, discontinued right. or, yeah yeah and then uh, the least popular game is a wonderful game called jcb pioneer colon mars and that has 99 whole people partaking in that so there you have it that is your breakdown so so when i was putting this together the thing that just jumped off the page at me was just how many of this like this genre is just like well it's a dumpster fire, but it's because there's a bunch of ports of Minecraft that have been discontinued over the years. So that's where all these unobtainables come from. It's from the Windows Phone Minecraft. It's from the Apple TV Minecraft. And uh, I forget the other one. What's the third one that's um, discontinued? There is... The, wait, did you say the Kindle, the Apple, At, the Windows... No, I think the Kindle's still going. No, is it still going? Windows, no, yeah. Windows Phone, I guess you could still access if you... It, uh, it's, it's it's marked as unobtainable though. Oh, okay. I'm not I'm not sure. There's yeah. the available versions are I guess just to list them while we're here. There's the Xbox One edition, which is the no longer updated edition of Minecraft that was initially released on the Xbox One, and then the one just labeled Minecraft on TA, which is the that's the popular one. Yeah, the the current one that most people play. Then there's a Switch edition, an Xbox 360 edition, a Windows edition. Android, iOS, Gear VR, Kindle Fire, Windows Phone. Oh, and Apple TV. Yeah, the Apple TV is one of the disc. Oh, I think it might be the Gear one. Maybe. Yeah, Gear VR. I could imagine. Might be. Well, no, I, I don't know. There's, there's, there was a, a third, third one, I, I believe. But that's, but basically, they're the reason that there's so many unobtainables. Plus, plus, just you know, getting in on the action is that awful game in the genre which is Grotopia, which was, I don't even know what, the, do you know anything about this game? It looks like it was an Ubisoft game that was just a disaster. Like everyone's just saying, wow, this was just really bad. It should have never been made uh, or should have never been ported to the console. Yeah, I don't, 
I don't know anything about it, so I'm, I'm curious why it's so <laughs> roundly disliked. I, I'm not sure. From what I can tell, it was basically released in 2019, and then it was not well received. It was like, eh, and then they like closed it down like basically a year later. So in 2020, it went down. So 2019, it's released. In 2020, it's closed, and all of the uh, achievements appear to be somewhat time-consuming. And so there's three that have one-track gamer that has it. There's two that were never gained by anybody, and there's two with just two people that got them. And then there's like one achievement that apparently was really easy to get, and so that's why it's on so many people's tags and... Uh, I don't know, but Ubisoft, the top review is the console versions were a huge mistake. <laughs> that's the opening line. So I don't know, but that's, I guess that's kind of consistent with this genre. I, guess. I don't know. Let me take a step back before we go too much further on this particular discussion. Um, because we're, I'm sure that PC versus consoles kind of a big hallmark within this genre because of the type of genre that it is. Oh, absolutely. But, Which is um, not what it's supposed to be, but well, I'm sure we're going to get to that. <laughs> I, I think so. So let me read off this uh, description of what a sandbox game is, and then we're going to jump into that discussion because we like to have a place to start from. So mm -hmm. according to the internet, uh, I'm not sure <laughs> where that was. You had uh, picked up this definition. Do you have to remember where from? Is this like a Wikipedia definition? Oh, um, may, yeah, it was just... I can't remember. It was like the top okay. thing that, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, That's fair. It's, it's good info. It's good info. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it matched what I thought. So, <laughs> Elroy's thought about a sandbox game. A sandbox is a style of game in which minimal character limitations are placed on the gamer, allowing the gamer to roam and change a virtual world at will. In contrast to a progression style game, a sandbox game emphasizes roaming and allows gamers to select tasks. According to TA, because that's usually what we use to inform these segments, a sandbox game allows the player to create, modify, or construct upon the physical aspects of a game world, either using tools or freeform, with no specific objective. Mm. So, the distinction that's been made with the genre seems to be that lack of narrative. That's mm -hmm. what I'm picking up. But I don't know if you were in the same place as me. I think you might be. But when I first heard you pick Sandbox, I have to say Minecraft was not the first game I thought of. <laughs> well, um, what was your first thought? I, I thought of like Grand Theft Auto. That, yep, Grand Theft Auto and Dead Red Rising. Dead Redemption and yeah. Dead Rising. These games where there it's more to the first definition where you can go through and roam the world and you can interact with different people. But it seems that the genre now has removed that because Grand Theft Auto and Dead Rising have stories and have a narrative and mm -hmm. have progression, that no longer fits Sandbox. And I don't know when that happened or why that's acceptable, but apparently yeah. it's happened and is acceptable. Yes, I was taken back as well because when I chose Sandbox, I was thinking, wow, this is, you know, I actually used to look for sandbox games mm -hmm. because I enjoyed Dead Rising so much and that was always listed as one of the awesome sandbox games. And so I was like, man, I really like this style. I was, this is in the days before I was an achievement hunter where I actually picked out games I thought I might enjoy. And so <laughs> I, you know, like a, a, a Dead Island type game, but that one's a little more structured. Right, but it's structured in, the plot is just sort of this general overreaching idea mm -hmm. but 
when you jump into a new area in those games, there's other stuff for you to do. There are mini games, there are side quests, there are mm-hmm. things totally unrelated to dealing with other characters. So if we use the Grand Theft Auto example, there's <laughs> playing darts or, or bowling or whatever else. I, I'm in 100% agreement with you when I used to think I used to seek these games out too, because the idea of playing in the sandbox, which is there's all these different mm-hmm. elements that you can interact with aside from the main story, which is still there for you. But that that mm-hmm. just does not seem to match anymore. No, it's, it seems like what they the route they went was is a genre called building games. Right. <laughs> I was just... thinking that, too, like creation games. Yes. And and then that kind of gets a little gray to me because it's like you have to physically build stuff because there's other games like it seems like you're encroaching on the management type games mm-hmm. where where you're in charge of you know like uh what is that little castaway island where you got to maintain stuff and grow stuff and all that stuff where you know go fishing and all this other stuff it seems pretty I mean, you you kind of create your own little thing there where you can decorate and all this other stuff. But I think that one's listed as a management or a simulation game or something. Right. And maybe we should backburner this just for a second because we do snubs and omissions oh, yeah. at some point. And I think we're we're kind of touching on that. So before we derail yeah. ourselves too much further insofar as the genre itself, I just it's not the genre I expected. I The list on TA surprised me. I totally expected I'd have played a handful of them. I've played mm-hmm. a couple of Minecrafts and um, the one on and tracks, and I think that's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was actually really surprised that uh, I was so high up on the leaderboard. I I was not expecting that because, I mean, I was like, I don't really enjoy these games, and so I think why I'm so high on it is because they're so highly rated or not rated, but uh, the ratios are so high mm-hmm. in them. And so I've just kind of dabbled in them when uh, the time comes in a certain contest. Well, these are prime games if you're looking for contests that involve TA difference or TA ratio. Part of the reason why I don't want to minimalize its Showtime's accomplishments, (laughs) because clearly you have to put in a fair deal of time to have uh, done what they've done with regard to leading those leaderboards. But it's Showtime makes that achievement world that everybody uses in Minecraft. Oh, I do appreciate that guy then. So Showtime, I'm so glad I gave you your props. Thank you for on behalf of (laughs) all of us out here that have like almost every Minecraft achievement and have no idea how to play the game. So thank you uh, from my my group. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's true. And and that's the more unusual the Minecraft stack you have is... Mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure if that impacts, like, I guess the more unusual ones usually have slightly lower ratios because they're only really bought by achievement hunters. But mm-hmm. Minecraft's just the kind of game where enough people play it casually and it's easy to start that they all have these great ratios and they have tons oh, of title sure. updates. So the way that TA counts this information, they're great for these things. So it's a very popular genre, but <laughs> I don't know if it's popular, uh, Minecraft aside. Mm-hmm. But I think if there was a singular Minecraft game, I don't actually know broadly how much more popular the genre would be yeah the well getting back to uh, the dumpster fire aspect of this is that i have two other completions in the in the genre and that is starbound and subnautica Mm -hmm. so both of those i could not tell you a single thing about the game i think one of them had a spaceship in it that you were supposed to like run out of or something but both of those had the console commands on them so uh Basically, all these people 
<laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. this, it seems like this uh, genre is very ripe to shortcuts, if you will. So Minecraft has the achievement world. Starbound Subnautica have the a little, uh, um, you know, console commands. And uh, like even Trax has a little hack there where you mm -hmm. can set it up where, you know, you can kind of cheese it. So uh, maybe it's just a genre that's really prone to that because when you're trying to build like a, an interactive choose your own atmosphere type thing i guess there's a lot of uh a lot of creative people out there that will you know just make it all right where here are you this is what you do to get the achievements bam done game over so right and i i think it does speak somewhat to the development philosophy behind games like those they're not really interested mm -hmm. in restricting you typically so they yeah. typically will come with a game mode that does restrict you if you want to play with some form of challenge right like minecraft has survival mm -hmm. But they also will have accessible modes where the idea is you do you, play the game, enjoy. And console commands are a part of that frequently if they're not dummied out by the developers. The argument here, mm -hmm. I think with Subnautica in particular, was that you know, whether or not the developers really got that their console commands would not invalidate achievements. Because they bothered to make a list that asked you to do certain things and then kind of contradicted that. But that's a whole... like. Console commands and whether or not they affect achievements or should affect achievements values is a whole other discussion. But the genre, I just think it's the nature of it's supposed to be sort of, you know, fancy free and do what you want to do. And so it's <laughs> yeah. not surprising that that sort of stuff is baked into the development of those games. Yeah, it's, uh, uh you know, it, what's really like crazy, like with the Minecraft, like, you know, I never really fully appreciate just how popular that game mm -hmm. is. Like, but I teach at a high school, and, I mean, it's like everybody, like, they're just fanatical about that game. I mean, it's almost like it's their Mario, if you will. Um, like, we, like, I grew up, my generation kind of grew up on with Super Mario. It's like they all grew up with uh, Minecraft, I think. It's just like everyone has it, and then I'm just the, the coolest teacher ever because I have all the achievements in mm -hmm. it. And then they realize I don't even know how to play the game. And, uh, <laughs> and so that that's, it's kind of a funny uh, dichotomy where they're just like, you know, they start making fun of me at that point. And because, uh, the other day I was showing them the achievement world and how, why I have the achievements and I got stuck. I couldn't even open a door. And, uh, they just thought oh, wow. that was the funniest thing because I can kill the dragon thing. And, but I have no idea how to open a door in Minecraft. I, I was like, I'm like clicking on all this wrong stuff. And well, th and that sometimes happens too with the new achievements when they come out because I, I know nothing about Minecraft in a great <laughs> scale, right? I, I know I don't either. I get the point of it. You know, you mm -hmm. punch blocks and mm -hmm. different resources come out, and then you combine <laughs> the blocks you punched into new resources. I get it at a very, very, very basic level, yep. but I certainly don't get anything specialized about it and when i read the solutions sometimes for the new achievements because anytime new achievements come out it's a new title update and so the, mm -hmm. the achievement world may not be available or updated especially on the one version mm -hmm. uh the achievements are written as if you know what you're doing <laughs> so they'll yep. say things like well just build your table and then you go here and you grab a honeycomb I'm like how when <laughs> honeycombs because it's it's so <laughs> it's actually so well done and well produced and well kept up that it's it's a little like we're kind of doing it a disservice by playing the way we do, even though it's oh, not for, for sure. us. But it, <laughs> like we're we, we really can't like review the game fairly, for example. Right. That was a big deal when Subnautica console uh -huh. commands came out. 
because people oh, started yes. giving it like ones. Mm-hmm. That's on you, buddy. You shortcutted the whole game. That, that you, have, <laughs> you don't even qualify to rate this game. But TA, of course, doesn't take that into account. This genre, though, is typically a tale of two games like that, right? It's either stuff you can super quick cheese mm-hmm. or it's stuff where you have to build and share a thousand castles and have people like them. Mm-hmm. And so a common source of discontinued achievements, too, is uh, I think Project Spark has a bunch of achievements like that where you had to upload a world and people had to like it or, or use it or whatever else. So the genre is also big on that, where the achievements are tough to get because they require other people engaging with the worlds that you're building. Yeah, I, I think what we're trying to say is these games are not really made for people that are just going to get the achievements and then forget the game ever existed. Mm-hmm. These are the games that you're supposed to uh, like dive deep into and just enjoy and be a fan of it and, and let your your creativity show. But uh, but with Chivo hunting, there's no time for that. So <laughs> we all we all have bronchitis and uh, we're we're not you know that ain't gonna happen. So uh, <laughs> I, I do, and I mean the genre too is still active. That there's a game on there when you'd said there the lowest number of track gamers is 99. I think you oh, yeah, pulled that data game. a little bit ago. There's a game on there right now with 16 track gamers because it came out today. So it's yes. it's still a genre that's that's active and games are coming out for it because there is a lot of love for it. But mm-hmm. I, I think you're right. I think our achievement hunting minds just doesn't, it, it doesn't play well with this sort of really settle <laughs> in and really engage with the world and really learn it and understand it methodology of playing. Right. And one of those 16 is in fact, Brer Rocker. And so uh, when I saw that <laughs> he had added to his tag, I just felt so bad for him. Oh, and just so we're not speaking in circles, this is a game called Cloud Gardens, which uh, yes. released uh, uh, as of this recording, so mm-hmm. August 31st, it uh, released. So right now it only has 16 tracked gamers. Yeah, and it, it looks like it's a long road to hoe. Uh, you got uh, plant 10,000 plants. I'm assuming that is not an easy achievement. Uh, nobody has it, so uh, right. I assume that that's a sign that it's not a quick game and it doesn't appear. Yeah, Cloud Gardens is technically it, but I don't know. I think it'll probably surpass the 99 of whatever that other dumpster <laughs> fire game was, something about Mars or something, uh, but yeah. Well, while we're on Cloud Gardens, looking mm-hmm. at the list actually has me thinking about some of the possible omissions and snubs Ooh, for I love talking those. the genre, because I'm looking at it, and I didn't even include this in my list, because my immediate thinking was... I don't know what sandbox games are. So <laughs> how can I include or exclude anything? Because I clearly don't understand the genre. But mm-hmm. the Cloud Gardens list is talking about planting all these seeds, growing these plants. So right. why not Harvest Moon? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, the whole point of that game is planting things and yeah. mining things and baking things. Um, and, and the only other thing I came up with off the top of my head was why Halo games aren't included more generally. Halo 5 Forge is included because it's just the forge mode of the game, which is a creation mode. But all the Halos, well, I don't want to say all, but Halo 3, Halo 4, like they have forge modes, which are frequently used uh, to help with some of the multiplayer achievements. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if the forge mode itself had more achievements, where the point was to just go to forge and build things, if maybe that would have gotten it onto these lists. I think sometimes because the mode doesn't require achievements itself, it just loses that classification. But that was all I came up with. Did you have any other omissions or snubs that you wanted to discuss? Yeah, I, I do. Um, so I think 
like I mentioned before, I, I'm really having a hard time separating this game. But the simulation genre is the one that uh, really jumps out at me because the game that first came to my mind was uh, Planet Coaster. Okay. Where, because you're building coasters. Like, that's the whole point of the game is that you design and you drag and drop pieces and then you test it and you're... you're, you're coaster is limited only by your imagination but uh i mean it's like minecraft with rails right you're you're right. putting rails down everywhere and connecting them and that makes a track for a roller coaster but it has it listed as simulation and management but to me it has all the building uh, aspects of the definition that ta has for sandbox and there's no specific object objective you could just build roller coasters till the, the cows come home i mean you could build them all day i, I mean it, right the, yeah, you yeah, do there's the not, challenges like, but there's a yeah. form mode where you can yeah. just do what you please exactly so i don't understand how that was the one that first jumped in my mind was planet coaster that one is you know very very much a building game but but that kind of overlaps into the genre where uh, the other one that jumped into my mind was uh, the Jurassic Park game um, mm -hmm. that uh, where you you're building these dino parks and you can build them however you want. And then you can put whatever kind of like a zoo tycoon, I guess. I guess zoo tycoon would be in the same same thing. Right. And like Planet Coaster, it's a simulation and a management game. So right. it's like I, I guess I don't understand the, you know, how you throw out the simulation management games like like Jurassic Park and Planet Coaster and Zoo Tycoon when there's no specific no specific objective like it says it's free form you can build whatever you want with the stuff uh, uh, I mean you could put you know Jurassic Park you could build a gate around your your Jeep and then just drive into it over and over I mean you there's you can do whatever you want with it and what's the what's the delineation there I I guess I guess I'm just playing devil's advocate, but I guess the argument might be is that there is a game mode where there's an objective mm -hmm. because you can play the challenge mode where you do have quests to do, but wasn't tracks that way also? Like yeah. you had specific things you had to do and Minecraft doesn't have a story that we really understand because we play Minecraft the wrong way, apparently, <laughs> but th there is a whole deal where you're supposed to go defeat the wither and stuff like that. Like I know it's not narrative based per se, Mm -hmm. But it does have the end. I think it literally has an achievement called the end. So there's some form of structure there. I'm I'm with you. The other thing I had thought of, but I understand, I can explain why that doesn't count is uh, like you draw studio. Because literally the whole point of it's creating. But they use mm -hmm. this language of uh, impacting the physical world, which that wouldn't do. But something like planet coaster you're putting coasters on the ground in the park mm -hmm. you can add grass can't you can't you <laughs> add like landscaping yeah, you can stuff? add trees to yeah. and you're encouraged to right to make the make the yeah make it look nice. the park less bored right. when they're waiting online yeah I, I don't understand i just I, and then i think subnautica definitely had a plot didn't it? it seems like there was a whole progression there like i think so, i, I, but I, I couldn't tell you what it was but <laughs> i can't say for sure but i in all fairness, my understanding is Subnautica is a good game, but I don't know why it's a good game. So I don't know if it's good because it was a good version of this kind of create a world type mm -hmm. thing. I, I honestly can't say. But mm -hmm. maybe at some point we have to look at what simulation and management mean and see if there's something in there that excludes 
Minecraft from that or exclude some of these other oh, yeah. games from there? The, I see what you're saying. Look um, at it on, from that angle. That's that's pretty clever. I, it doesn't quite jive with me that the sandbox game is different from those. Because if you look at a lot of simulation and management games, they get both tags. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with tagging them with both if it fits. Oh, yeah. Simulation and management. Like simulation management. Yeah. Yep. You very rarely see one that's one or the other. Although mm-hmm. you draw is a good example because that's just simulation. There's no management there. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. The you draw that's a good one. And yeah, that's uh, there's what was that game with the uh, stick figure in it, where you had stick stick uh, something. And I, stick I don't type? Know. Like yeah, the, no, the... there was like uh, Stick Man's Adventures or something like that. Where Stick Man World, I guess it may be. I'm uh, not sure. No, I, I forget. But there was one where you. You had the draw. Okay, a Stick Man uh, World is a game that's well. On it's not announced, so I don't know. But it's to be announced. Yeah. I, oh, I, I can't think of what it is. But there's one where like you have to draw the items that are that you use in the game. Like that, you're, like you're... scribble knots. You mean? No, but that's another. Well, game you don't have to one. draw them. That you say what you want, and yeah, but they, uh, this they one, show this... up. Oh, and it even had a sequel, and I cannot think of the name of it. I'm sure people are yelling at the at me <laughs> right now. But basically, you're a stick man. I mean, the graphics are really basic because, like, let's say you want to draw something to attack somebody with, so you just draw like a really poorly drawn stick to you know hit people with or something. And then you have there's like certain things you can draw, and I, I don't know, and I, it's I, oh, I, maybe it's a terrible example. Draw a stick sure. man epic. Right? Okay. Is that the one, maybe? That sounds familiar. Yes, yes, yes. And there was a second one, I thought. Yeah, Epic 2. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yep. That's it. There you go. You don't, You can stop yelling now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that one, uh, I played that one. I don't know why, but I played it. But it just has it as adventure. But there's, you do a lot of, draw. maybe it's just so limited in what you can draw that they, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think I, I'd rather die on the hill of Planet Coaster instead. So. Right, because I, I get that. <laughs> Once again, the, the specific language includes uh, you construct upon the physical aspects of a game world. So if you're just mm-hmm. drawing a sword for something to hold, that's not really impacting the world. At times, you have to draw stuff that the that like in, like changes the environment. Like uh, you have to draw a fire, huh. and then that like burns down all the trees. And if you let it get out of control, I think it burns like everything. And so. Yeah, there's there's some aspect of creativity I think, to it. I still it. think yeah, there's a creation aspect where the idea is mm-hmm. you would build up the level that has these pratfalls that you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And maybe if it was something like that, there might be more of an argument. But if the levels are preset, or even if they're randomized, but if there's something where the player isn't engaging in the changes, mm-hmm. I can, other than to solve the puzzle, so to speak, I can get why that wouldn't qualify. But I definitely think those Frontier Developments games, the Tycoon games, I, they seem to fit you're building the game world you can have other people join your zoo or your amusement mm-hmm. park or whatever else it, it seems to match yeah oh okay I, I just thought of another one that i've read about i've never played it and then i looked it up and guess what it is simulation management mm. so when you were talking about changing the actual landscape of the world there's this game that i bought once upon a time for like a dollar and i thought that i would use it for a certain contest and i am yet to crack it open <laughs> because it is very daunting because it has uh t- over ten thousand ta for a thousand point game and uh it is i don't even know how to say it reese Reus. it's r-e-u-s oh and so it's like a game where i'm not familiar uh, with that yeah I, I i did some research on it but it's uh like there's not a whole lot on TA about it, 
but you are basically, from what I can remember, you're basically, uh, it's, there was a game back in the day, and this is going to start sounding like a Gen, Gen Xbox <laughs> here, but it was a game back in the day, and I think it was called Populous, maybe, where mm-hmm. you played God, and then you could like raise the terrain, lower the terrain, right. add, you know, stuff like that. And so I, to what I can tell, maybe I'm completely wrong. I don't have very many friends on, well, I don't have a ton of friends on TA, but I have even less that are in this game. Uh, it looks like Sniped is in the lead with 11 gamer score, or Oof. TA rather, 11 Yikes. TA out of 10,879. So you can tell that my, my friends have not really touched even Jimbot only has one achievement in it so he might have been like oh heck no <laughs> uh, i don't know but uh, it's got like uh, there must be an easy five pointer and then it just gets on your tag but from what i understand it's kind of like the game populous where you're creating pe- you know managing people that worship you and so you can kill them you can have them build temples to you and that's kind of where all the achievements come from but that one you definitely are modifying the ground on and uh, that just made me think of another game, which oh boy. <laughs> is, uh, while we're at it, why not, uh, you know, Civilization? Like, uh, isn't that uh, kind of what you do there? Where oh, you're, you're, I've you're... only played Civ Revolution. And in that one, you're not really, like, you build towers, but you're not really, you don't construct the towers to your liking. So it's just like a preset tower that you drop down. And it's always going to look the same way. You can't modify it any further. And there is a, there's a goal. You're trying to be the first oh, okay. nation to win a technical or a technological victory or a money oh, okay. victory or whatever. So I can see, I can see that. So I, I can get on some of them where, especially with management games, games that lean more that way, mm-hmm. where the goal of a management game is to eventually have the best whatever it is to, <laughs> right. to win the game. But with the simulation games we were talking about before, they have sandbox modes. They have freeform modes where you don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Just go in there and build your zoo. Just go in there and build your roller coaster. Yeah. So I think there's more of an argument to be made there that they, they could be reclassed or additionally classed into sandbox. Yeah, that or they could just fix the definition altogether and make it a genre that includes, <laughs> you know, Grand Theft, you know, Dead Rising, uh, right. Saints Row, and some of those other games like that. Where <laughs> yeah, that but are... the hang-up is totally that narrative portion. I, I yep. think we're both in agreement that the way we understood Sandbox is it was a generally narrative game mm-hmm. where you could interact with other quest givers to right. accomplish other things as well as have... Uh, you know, mini games and other stuff that doesn't impact the overall story. Yes. This it, again, doesn't, this is a creation genre. That's what it is. This is a, that's creating... what they should call it. Yeah. And obviously you're not creating roller coasters or zoos. I mean, clearly. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think uh, I might uh, kind of throw that out there in the, in the genre, uh, you know, dispute. I'm going to say, I, I'm going to start with planet coasters, see what uh, kind of traction we can All right. get. And then, uh, I think that one, uh, or do you think Zoo Tycoon is the bigger egregious? Uh... I, you know, they're they're both. It's Frontier Development, so they're both very similar type of games. So I think if one works, the other works. If one doesn't work, the other doesn't work. <laughs> they're they're structurally so similar, but we'll I, I think it all bundle. comes down to that freeform mode because they go. have we'll... modes in there that if you've gone for the achievements in those games, that's you spend a lot of time in those game modes to get those mm-hmm. achievements. They additionally have challenges, but 
the you can go in, manipulate the game world, build things, build physical objects, and there's really no objective in those freeform zoos or freeform amusement parks. So I think they're spot on. All right. Well, so, uh, all right. So do you have uh, any special achievement in, in this uh, genre that just uh, tickled your fancy on that? Since so my, since my involvement with the genre is mostly Minecraft, <laughs> right? It's the, the it's... Minecraft that the base Xbox Minecraft that everyone plays, Win 10, Minecraft 360, and then Tracks. <laughs> I really couldn't think of an achievement because Tracks was definitely a game I played using whatever cheese method was available and mm-hmm. uh, got through it that way. And Minecraft, I have largely played through achievement worlds with the exception of the 360 version where you can't. So I just wanted to shout out the helpers in Minecraft. So, of course, it's showtime for many of us who have that completion, especially for those of you who have gone all the way down that rabbit hole and have done the multiple platform stacks. Uh, We want to get there, especially not as effectively without that world. Uh, (laughs) And also, you know, Kingsman has helped with the 360 version. Vulgar Latin, Devin, he's definitely helped with the 360 version at times. So my big shout out is to the people who help with this genre, because in a lot of these games, whether it's for reasons of not understanding the mechanics or because somebody needs to hit like on the thing that you built, Mm -hmm. it would be nearly impossible to do very much without people's assistance. So I don't have a particular achievement to highlight, but I want to thank those of you who have made it easier for people like us to look like we have good completion percentages in this particular genre. Yeah, no, that's well said. Uh, I'd like to double down on that and say thank you to, uh, yeah, everyone that, (laughs) because I certainly don't want to put any time into this genre. So, uh, (laughs) so yes, thank you all. Uh, Except for tracks. Uh, I'm a pretty big fan of that game, uh, but not as big a fan as P-Tart is, who made it her 500th completion, if you recall. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, she she's really into that game. But uh, the achievement that I wanted to highlight was actually from Minecraft as well, uh, because my experience in the genre is pretty much uh, console commands in Minecraft. So. Supersonic and Castaway. Those are the two uh, specific achievements. Supersonic, you have to put some, I don't know, wings on, and then you jump down a tube. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. And, oh, my God, that is so challenging. I I could not get that thing to work for the life of me uh, on a something that is not an Xbox controller. So uh, any kind of touch device like uh, the the uh what android the ios the windows phone especially windows phone uh it, did you do gears v- or the gear vr one or that, that uh no i didn't yeah the okay. gears v one not but yeah the supersonic achievement i hate that achievement and then the other achievement i hate is the castaway achievement where you have to uh survive on some kelp or something for mm-hmm. so long and and uh I still, to this day, cannot get it to pop for the iOS. It's like I have every achievement besides that one in the iOS version. It just will not happen for me. I've left my phone. And so it's like my phone, like my poor screen time when it pops up on a Sunday is got, you Mm -hmm. know, it like has added hours onto my screen time because I am sitting there with just half and then I'll forget and then it'll time out. And so I have to remember to put my phone where it doesn't time out and then I forget that it's on that and then I'll come in and it's like real hot and it's been sitting there open oh, for goodness. I mean it's just yeah it's all because of stupid cast away from Minecraft so those are two achievements not a big fan not a big fan you know you've reminded me I had one achievement that I have had trouble with multiple times in Minecraft the two times I've tried and that's the mm-hmm. one where you have to get a gift from a cat in the morning <laughs> 
And this is probably a primary example of an achievement that would be much easier if you didn't try to play it in the achievement world where everyone's not going to sleep at the same time. So the day night cycle <laughs> is all weird. Right. But that that I, I don't have that one in the one version. I've gotten that one on the uh, on the win 10 version. Oh, and I forgot mm. to shout out planting also while I'm thinking about this, too. He also was very helpful with the new DLC or the new title update. Pardon me when that had come out. But yeah, I just that one in the Xbox version, I cannot get to pop. I have not managed it yet. <laughs> Maybe someday. Right. right. And for me, since we're, we're highlighting specific helpers, I would be very remiss if I did not mention uh, Mr. Wakabell. Of course. Who, uh, yes, he, uh, he, he led me to, this was back, uh, oh gosh, three G-Tests ago back when I was still I was so green in Minecraft and I didn't even want to tackle it I didn't realize there was an achievement world and he got me uh, through like two of them and one or three of them well he showed me how to do it and I ended up doing three of them that day but boy it was a steep learning curve and I just remember the disappointment in his voice as he was trying to get me to <laughs> tame a, a, some one of those cats or something and like I don't know. I left the gate open. They all ran off and like stole my minecart and ran off. And I, I didn't even know that they would do that. And uh, it was so. And the minecart, like, the minecart okay. goes far away when you miss it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was gone. And and he's like, it's okay. We can reload. And he was so patient. What a guy that guy. He's so delightful. He's really the best. That's he why is. he's he's the angel of the Discord. He is indeed. <laughs> so anyway, any closing thoughts on this genre? Uh well. It was really kind of a revelation to me. Like I said already, when you said sandbox, I was like, oh, man, I've I've played and really loved some sandbox games. I'm excited to talk about this, although it's probably a bigger genre than we'd normally pick. Hmm. Nope. Apparently, the genre we're both thinking of is open world or something of that nature. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think you're right. Uh, it's a shame that we mentioned it so late into this. But yes, I think we were thinking of open world. Uh, yeah, but I don't think we're alone in that because I'm with you. I think I read articles with like best sandbox games and mm -hmm. they included things like GTA. Yep. So I'm confused. This yep. is I'm, I'm I just you. did not expect I... this particular trip when this was the genre that wound up getting decided on. Well, I guess my my take is that it's um, basically just a bunch of games I play for a stupid contest, and otherwise I won't touch it because it's a dumpster fire. So, it's uh it serves its purpose for me in that it's got high ratios. So thank you for that. But I'm with you. I I don't I I don't have any attachment to it, and it seems like maybe if Planet Coaster was more pixelated and looked more like boxes, they'd be more than willing to stick it in the genre. So that may be a part of it. That sort of, I guess it's voxel, right? That kind of look. Maybe there is something to the aesthetics. I, I have long held the incorrect belief that a Metroidvania game should be 2D. I, that just in my head, that makes more sense than the mm. 3D ones. So maybe there is some logic there that it's just mm. the, the something with the aesthetics has to do with where they're placed. Although I haven't played Subnautica, so I can't tell you if that game is... Uh... It's not pixelated, that's for okay. sure. <laughs> yeah. It takes a while to install, and then some of the letters have to render. I don't know. They may have fixed it by now, but there was one stage in particular where you had to do something where there's like some fire in the ocean, and that was like the only really tough achievement to get it, figure out where you were supposed to go, and then it would sometimes load, sometimes it wouldn't. I don't know. It was a mess back then, but it right. may be better now. Who knows? <laughs> you know what, though? I think we can both agree on... Neither of us is going to be seeking out sandbox titles. No, uh, it's showtime is safe. He can have it. He... 
<laughs> and as long, whatever whatever accolades we can throw his way so he keeps making updates to that achievement world you're, you're awesome man thanks <laughs> <laughs> i think you you have a tease for next time i i i did not know this so i'll let you go with the tease for what our next genre will be all right so unlike a lot of the genres that we've done to this point this genre actually does not have a lot of repetition in the titles that are in there but i can actually give a very directed hint for those of you who are paying attention. Not that the folks on the panel knew this, but the genre was actually mentioned by name during level 161 of the podcast during the panel. Who mentioned it? Uh, L did. Ooh, okay. Balls in his court then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I think we uh, got it done. And uh, um, I just, and let us know your thoughts. I'm sure there was a lot to uh, dig in on there. Uh, we we kind of threw a lot at, at yeah, you Yeah, if there. you could tell us, anyone in the Discord, why those Frontier Developments games are not sandbox, don't tell me they have a scenario mode. I know that. They have a freeform mode. Multi-genre things are, are possible. If you could tell us why they don't classify or don't qualify to be sandbox games, I would love to hear the rationale. And I'd love to hear other olds who also feel like this definition is very surprising to them. I'd love to hear from someone that got burned by Grotopia. That, that's what <laughs> I'm, I'd love to hear that story where they, uh, they started the game and then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, we're closing it down. Oh, it's closed up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 32 ratios. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. So anyhow, so thanks for listening everyone. And uh, we'll catch you next time. So ta ta. All right. Later. Hello everyone. I'm Waki Pale, and I recently completed Space Jam, a new legacy, the game. Most of it together with my four-year-old. This is a free old-school beat-em-up based on the movie Space Jam, a new legacy, which, being a licensed game, might get listed with little to no notice. Since it is free, I would recommend downloading it and either enjoying it straight away or saving it for contests, as it is an easy 2-3 hour completion, as long as you have two controllers. It currently has a ratio above 2. Space Jam, a new legacy, the game, has 13 achievements worth 1000 game score and just over 2000 TA. The game is local co-op only, and you need a second controller for two of its achievements. You will need two plus one partial playthrough for the completion, but a playthrough is less than an hour and very easy if you have a second controller. Even easier if you also have a second player, as you can just mash X to get back into the game after dying, as long as there is another player still standing. This is useful for completing the game without using a continue, but I did not have to use a single continue on my first playthrough. My four-year-old, however, died many many times, as this was the first beat-em-up she has played, but she enjoyed it so much she wanted to play through the hard mode after having a meal in between playthroughs. The second, and I guess third player, can die an infinite amount of times without voiding the no-continuous achievement for the first player. There is a high score achievement, which you might not reach playing normally, however there is a safe and simple infinite score glitch at the final boss fight. After stunning the boss, a glass tank will appear, which you are intended to break with a heavy attack. If you do a normal basketball throw at it, the ball will just bounce back, dealing no damage. 
If you place yourself on either side and figure out how the ball bounces, you can punch it back at the tank, yielding an increasing amount of score every time you hit the tank with the basketball without the ball hitting the ground. This trick is also useful in the boss rush, as you can use this technique in order to activate your special ability, one of which is spawning health items, which can bring you back to full health in case you need it. I found the boss rush rather easy and completed it on my first attempt, and I do not consider myself very good at beat-em-ups. If you go in blind, you might struggle with juggling an enemy five times, as this mechanic is not properly explained. The easiest way to do this is by jump kicking the prime enemies, then hitting X once, taking a step forward, then hit X again, repeating until you've juggled the enemy five times. It might take some time to get the timing right, and might be easier to do on hard difficulty, as it gives you more chances to get it right due to the enemy's higher health. Space Jam and New Legacy, the game, might not be great, but the price is right at zero dollars, and offered very little frustration while playing with a four-year-old, which is rather rare if you're trying to get a few achievements. Have a nice day everyone!